Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Myth live stream. Episode number 223, coming the 27th of July, 2019. I am your first host, Alex and Garthon Marsh. With me, as always, is Brett Heathendog Grissomar. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well and that you're having a good day this beautiful Saturday or whatever day you're watching this. Hope it's good. What's good? All good. I want all good things for you. See, my positive affirmation is already working. Heathen Dog is full of the love of the universe right I am, now. I'm full of it. You did, You so weren't I'm... before, <laughs> and now all of a sudden you are. See how that works? That's great. It's amazing. <laughs> it's going to – that bubble is going to be popped, though. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I have uh, in line for everyone here two anime that uh, – they're bad. No, I find that hard to believe. Oh, you're going to believe it. What are these bad anime? Nobunaga's Nobunaga Teacher's Young Bride, which is a horrible mistranslation. It's Nobunaga Sensei, which means teacher, but if you translate English, it should be Mr. Nobunaga's Young Bride. Should be. And then Demon Lord Retry. Both of them horrible examples of their genre. Is that kind of like how the mistranslation of the original Tenshi Mayo series when it first came to America was called This Way Up or This Side Up? Yeah, because Tenchi Mayo means heaven and earth upside down, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and which is used for this side up packages in Japan. You know that the label instead of saying right. this. So when it got translated, I said, "Oh, they must mean this side up," which actually didn't mean that at all. It meant something. Yeah. Yeah. No one cares. Well, I cared. Damn it! So yeah. I said it. There you go. All right, Demon Lord Reach. Why is it called Retry? Oh, I hi. don't. I don't care. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I thought maybe that was his name. No. All right. No. All right, Garthos Kongpo, we have the number one trifecta. Oh, look at that. All of the universe has been guiding to this point <laughs> where three number ones can coincide. And none of them are reboot number ones. Actually, just a lie. Oh, my God, Ravenslayer, subscribe for 14 months. Woo! Thank, Thank you. Ravenslayer. That's awesome. Well, House of X is a reboot, but it's a new series, but it's rebooting the X-Men universe. Yes. So we got which, s- which needed it. Which really needed it, but we'll talk about that. Okay. It did need it, though. Swordmaster, number one. Batman, Curse of the White Knight, number one. And House of X, number one. All number ones all the time. That's what we do. Playing the hits. <laughs> Play the hits for the kids. And what's the RNG, Mr. Heathen Dog? Well, this week, a uh, Netflix series, Another Life, dropped. And I watched the whole thing. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing, but I'm going to tell you about it. And you can decide whether you want to binge watch this this particular sci-fi nugget. Yes, it is on Netflix, and you can watch it, and you will learn Heathen Dog's opinion of it. So you watched the whole thing, right? I did. Yes. Uh, and, uh, so what I think of the Wonder Girl, I will tell you later. Yeah. Uh, oh. he, it was a thing where uh, there's a theory that Wonder Girl is actually pregnant, which is why... She's doing the thing she's doing. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. yeah. It's possible. We'll talk about that. Okay. Some other time. Now is not the time for now. We are entering into the realm of, well, it's not my my time first, I suppose. So what have you been up to, Heathen Dog? We kind of skipped that because you were so excited. Well, I've been preparing for my trip on the on the 10th. I, the reason I won't be here is because I'm going to New Jersey. Well, they do have a high uh, amount of prisons there, so you know, enjoy they your time. Do. I won't be visiting them. Oh. 
Well, you don't visit when you're an inmate. Fair. Fair. No, bad. Bad. No, no. I'll be going to the beach with my extended family. Oh, my wife's side extended family. And this will be the first time my son will see the ocean. Ah, in New Jersey. It's not going to be the great part of the ocean, but it's the ocean still. <laughs> There's good parts of the ocean in New Jersey. The hurricanes wiped out most of the bad stuff, I thought. There you go. Yeah, moved all the junk around, and now, now it's a new. They had to clean yeah. it up. What part of Jersey? I forget. Uh, the the coast. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the eastern part. The part by the water. Part by the water. <clears throat> not the lake. Not, not the lake. I, I forget the name of the town. Uh, my my wife's sister has a friend who owns a who owns a a, a condo there that she Airbnbs out during the summer, and we got like a friends and family benefit. Hey, that's nice. Thing on it, yeah. So it was good. So we were able to buy it for a week. That's really good. Yeah. yeah I hope you have fun. I hope so too. And uh, we're gonna have fun because I will be here doing an early show. We're going to do the live stream at noon central. Which is uh, was that 1 p.m. Eastern? Yep. And uh, we are going to be uh, me and Max will be doing the live stream with the giveaways of the tabletop RPG varieties. That'll be a lot of fun. So if you've never seen Max in person, it'll be fun. You'll learn who uh, me and Heathen Dog uh, like to uh, make fun of when he's not here. And and blame him for all the stuff that happens wrong on air. Right. Whether or not he's actually responsible, which usually is not. But he he always is. <laughs> I mean, always is. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I got I didn't check my notes on that. Uh, Ocean City, Lafayette, Thomas River, Mastodon, Mastodon. None of those really sound familiar. He has no idea. He is not familiar at all with how New I Jersey know. is structured. And all I know is that it's five and a half hours from 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 Garthon's house. That that's far. It's far. I wanted to go visit you, but five and a half hours. That, no, uh, it's not worth it. One not. way. No, probably. I not. I wouldn't visit me for that. <laughs> no. And I have to live with him. But uh, yeah, that should be good. I hope you have a good time doing that. The. Uh, Meanwhile, I have just got my sweaty hands on a copy of the new Fire Emblem game, Fire Emblem Three Houses. And I'm not doing a review yet, but it's gotten some really excellent reviews. The first hour or so into the game, I really wasn't feeling it. I was like, oh, a, yeah, I'd rather be playing just about any of the other Fire Emblem games. But eventually, eventually it started clicking, and it's, and it's good. It's pretty good. But it's getting there. It takes a while to warm up. It's different than the other games. So that's, uh, that's my short review of that. Yes. Raven's, Raven's Lair says, I'm only three and a half hours from his house from the Jersey Coast. Why is Jersey hours from anything I care about? <laughs> Several hours away from anything that matters to me. That's that's Jersey, apparently. It's next to New York City. I don't care. <laughs> Anyone I know who works in New York City lives in New Jersey. No one lives in New York City that I know. Cost too much money. Yeah. That's if that's the problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> un un unless you're a fictional character on a TV show, you can't afford to live in Jersey. I mean, you can't afford to live in New York. Yeah, pretty much. You can't. Rock says, is any part of New Jersey worth a 3.5 hours from any other part of New Jersey? With traffic? Yes. Actually, <laughs> it takes a while to get across this day. It's bigger than you would think. Well, east-west. Have you seen the cost of rent in your city? Yeah, it's insane. I know that there are... Uh, who was it? One of the guys I, t I work with occasionally, he owns a parking space in New York City through, like, 
his parents or grandparents owned like a house and they got blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he ends up owning his, his family owns a parking space. And he basically like makes vacation money off that parking space all year. They charge ins- like as much to rent a room and every- anywhere else. They rent a parking space in New York City. And people pay them for the parking space and they use the money for vacations. That's bananas. They make a ton of money off that thing. God. Lincoln <laughs> says, oh, boo hoo. I'm interested in into Lincoln, Nebraska's Indy car track in Iowa. It's five hours. Everything else is 10. Yep. Yeah, you live kind of nowhere. Duncan, which is kind of sad. Milwaukee is somewhat close to you. They got concerts there. Harley Davidson. True. I'm I'm there occasionally. All right, let's keep moving. Because we have big, important things to talk about in the live stream today. We're going to talk about the August giveaway, like we were talking about. The 10th of August, 2019. Special time, the 10th of August, 2019. 12 12 noon, Central, 1 p.m., Eastern. Max Liel, Garthon, Ixnay on the Heathen Dog. So, be there to be a part of the special month of follower subscriber giveaway. As always, if 10 more follower subscribers enters, we will give away two video game keys, usually via Steam. If 25 more follower subscribers enters, a PDF version of a tabletop RPG supplement from DriveThruRPG. We have subscriber-only prizes, so if you're a subscriber, come on. Five more subscribers enter, one $25 Amazon gift card. If 10 or more enter, two $25 Amazon gift cards. If 15 or more, three Amazon gift cards. (laughs) And if 20 plus enter, a physical copy of a tabletop RPG book, and that will be great. More entries, more prizes, all for you. Oh my gosh! It is also the 10th of August, the Tabletop RPG giveaway. We'll give away many Tabletop RPGs, including... That's it, lots of time, right there, like I was telling you. Very important. Uh, Max, uh, we have a review, Max, we have of uh, Coriolis, where we talk about how, which way the water goes down the toilet. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I know very, that's not what it's about. Yep. Those are nice-looking RPGs, indeed! We're going to be giving away... Uh, a PDF of the Cypher System Rulebook, a draw Gnostic version of Numenera, on sale now at Drive RPG. Many, we have, right now we have many videos on the LOM YouTube, so try to get more. Uh, we're going to have, have physical copies of Hero Kids, the Core Rulebook, the Monster Compendium, the Adventure Compendium, uh, Coriolis Third Horizon, the Icon Bundle, Core Rulebook, Atlas com- Compendium, Icon Card Deck, GM Screen, Map, and the Dying Ship Adventure. Holy balls. Uh, Mutant Year Zero, Mutant Gen Lab Alpha, Mutant Mechatron. All hardcover, all physical, and for every physical copy giveaway, we'll also be giving away Peter the Core Rules giveaway. Tell your friends, everybody you know who likes RPGs, they will be giving away. Yes. They can win day. a whole bunch of stuff. Heck yeah. Yes. So be there. Be there, be there, be there. And we'd like to thank very much uh, for Hero Kids, Justin Howdy, Hero Forge Games, uh, from Mutant Zero, MGMM7, Jenny Bremberg at Free Leash Publishing, Recorder Ellis, Max purchased that from Mofidius.net. Uh, Basic Fantasy RPG, Chris Goderman, thank you so much, BasicFantasy.org, and all PDFs from Max Liu and the Legion of Myth. Thank you everyone who has donated prizes and supports our fans with these prizes. Please check out the prize to both the drive through RPG and their individual web pages. And remember again, 10 August 2019 is a Tabletop okay. RPG giveaway. Spread the word. That's not next week. Nope. It's the week after. Yes. But that's coming. Yes. Be ready for it. That's right. 10th of August. RPG. Be there. Mutant Zero is cool. It 
it's it's a game that wants to kill you. It's very much like Call of Cthulhu or Paranoia, in, in not not in feel or tone, but in the way the game is built that you're probably gonna die. Yeah, Hero Kids is cool too, especially trying to get a younger demographic in. It's a good oh, yeah. system. Opposite, you're probably not gonna die. Yes, because you can't. <laughs> <laughs> if if you die in Hero Kids, someone messed up. Yeah, someone did not read the rules of that game. Nope. And also remember, Gen Con 2020 is coming up in. The answer less is 2020. Than, so, well, well, no, in less than six months. The answer is 2020. Little McLaughlin group for you there. There you go. <laughs> so, wrong. <laughs> the answer is. Uh, all right, so, Gen Con 2020 ticket registration. Actually, that, that reminds you real quick. Uh, there was actually a chat live bit where they were doing the McLaughlin group bit. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah, Dana Carvey. Yeah, I remember that one. Yep. Where John McLaughlin walks in. I think he shoots him and says, I was just tired of the parody. Then he sits down and the pushes out the pushes Danny Carvey's body out and sits down in the chair. Jimmy Joe John Bova and starts doing the same bit. <laughs> and it's actually John McLaughlin doing it. He's like, um, I would say, Raw <laughs> He's actually it's actually hilarious. He didn't do it as well as Danny Carvey, it was hilarious like the actual guy to start doing it. Yeah, but it was funny, it was the it was the guy doing a parody of the guy who was doing a parody of him. Right. That's, so he's yeah. it, which was great. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So, ticket registration for Gen Con 2020 is in January, which is closer than you think. Usually I go into a spiel about how you don't know what you know about time. I'm not going to do that this time. I'm just going to let you know. Every moment of your life, the clock is ticking. You have a finite amount of days left in your life. You need to seize a hold of that. Because pretty soon, before you know it, the important times of your life may have passed you by, and you will not have been present for them. You need to be present at Gen Con with us. January 2020 is when you need to be present to buy your tickets. Because they sold out, man. They sell out fast. Activity sign-up is in May of 2020. That goes out fast, too. Oh, my gosh. Remember, I, we were trying to, like, oh, let's go get this game together. No, we couldn't do it. Because we're, like, five seconds too short. Uh, the event is in August of 2020. That lasts for, like, four days. So, you know, you can show up for that. Yeah, you can show up. Yeah, yeah. You might not have any events, but you have open tickets. And there's always yeah, open There's the generic tickets and... You'd be surprised how many people don't show up to stuff they bought. I, I don't get it. I don't get it, but it happens. That It does happen. Well, it is possible. Like, maybe you signed up for, like, an expensive miniature tutorial class, and then you misread the ticket, and you're bad at dates, so you show up a day late. That could happen to someone completely innocently who's not really completely dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and they might be podcasting about it or, or live streaming about it someday. So sometimes <laughs> things happen. <coughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Very sad. All right. So start playing right now to go meet with Lisa with the Gen Con. Hang out with us. We want to hang out with you. Get a burger. Get an adult beverage if you're of age. Have a good time. We'll tell lies about how awesome we are, and we'll all believe them. It'll be great. And you can join our Gen Con Discord discussion. Hey, share us at discord.gg. We don't anyone who did that, do we, Garth? Nope. No. No. <laughs> no. Sorry. But I can imagine that person would have been pretty devastated at the time. Just, um, yep, I can imagine it too. Especially if it was like a famous art miniature artist they really respected their work on. Yep. Yeah. Well, the thing about this way, uh, this person, this increasingly hypothetical person, <laughs> yes. uh, did not get their dream shattered by meeting their hero and having them not live up to the standard. 
That is true. That is true. That is true. I met Ed Greenwood. He was super cool. Well, then all, all your luck, just you blew it all on that. I guess that's what happened. He was super cool. You know, he was at a panel. Afterwards, he was talking to everyone. I said, hey, I got a pick. He's like, sure. I'm like, cool. He was really cool. Larry Elmore's pretty cool. Yeah, Daniel. Elmore is cool as hell to talk to. I was surprised. He really is. Uh, I like. We hung out for a while talking to Elmore. He was pretty cool. Um, who are some other people? The guys from the Dice Tower were really cool. Uh, if you know what that is, it's a board gaming mm-hmm. uh, website. Those guys were all really cool. Anyway, but not as cool as us. So come down. Hang out. Gen yeah. Con 2020. We don't have a booth because we aren't selling that kind of product. It's true. <laughs> Streaming schedule. All ties are in Central. So I'm not going to say Central like I always do. I'm going to say, all right, Elgarian, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m., Shroud the Avatar, the best Shroud the Avatar stream on the internet, the chill True. stream to hang out and watch people plant their pretty flowers and murder the angry skeletons. Yep. Monday, 6-3, Left for Dead with Heathen Dog. How's that been going? It's going pretty well. I got the hang of it. And uh, uh, one of the NPC characters keeps jumping in. Lance, I think his name is. He keeps jumping in front of me right as I pull the trigger. I don't know why. It, I don't <laughs> he know why just he does wants that, to die. But he yells at me for shooting him when I had I had the zombie in my sights. I got a sniper rifle. Zombie. And he jumps in front. Bam. I would oh, say that that, that AI must be perfect at replicating an actual player then. <laughs> then, hey, you know what? That's good. <laughs> That the hunter springy on you, heathen dogs this oh, year. Oh, I hate those. I hate those. <laughs> the jump scares are real. Tuesday through Sunday at 6:30 p.m. is doing Shroud of the Avatar as well, so you can watch that double dose of Shroud from Elgarian, the best Shroud of the Avatar stream on the internet. I would say even on paper. If you print it out, it's the best one. So also make sure to check out rpo.com, the premier website for role playing within Shroud of the Avatar, rpo.com. And if you need help with the Shroud of the Avatar, if you have any burning questions, you need to know how to do something, you just need help, go to sodahelp.org, the best website for help with Shroud of the Avatar. Also be sure to check out Heathen Dog, who is streaming Monday Friday on twitch.tv slash Heathen Dog at 10 a.m. He's doing seven days to die. The first time I died in that game, it was to a wolf. Oh. It's a zombie survival game, and I didn't die to zombies. Well, congratulations. Buck the trend. Anyone can die to zombies in a zombie game. Sure. Strangling him from the alley down the street with a prehensile tongue. Ew. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the smoker or, the, or something like that. Yeah, it has a tongue that grabs you and strangles you, holds you down while other zombies eat you. Oh, that's nice. Really, it's really great. Yeah, that's, that's teamwork. That's important. Monday at 6.30, doing Left 4 Dead. Talk about that. Thursday at 8.30, doing Empyrean Glass Survival with Garthon and members of the Legion of Myth community. If you are a subscriber to Legion of Myth and also are an In owner of the game, of the game <laughs> you can be part of the private server currently running for Legion of Myth and have some super cool fun there. It's a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, everyone there is having a great time. Yeah, We have and, a new orbital space station. Which is pretty dang cool. Uh, Garth also manages to get parasites and die all the time, but hey, that's okay. That's fair. That's, yeah. that's I managed to do that. I'm proud of myself. The most deaths in the game. Yes. Garth. Yeah. It's always great. Like you're running up. Oh, I'm always at the healing station. And then Balnahar <laughs>, laughs at me and laughs. <laughs> and Garthon, Sunday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kawami. I'm I'm pretty sure we're near the end of that game. We got it near the end. It's been exciting. We'll decide what to do after that. And don't forget. Get your and just start running. <laughs> Especially now it's an A. Uh, his level's A now, so he's hard to fight. And he just, there's no, like, running from now. Like, he'll randomly just, bam, you're in a fight. There's no avoiding it. It's like, thanks. Thanks, game. 
I just beat that boss. Oh, I got no health. I'm so wounded. I better limp to the to my favorite Korean restaurant. Oh God! <laughs> oh God, Majima, no! Ah, <laughs> oh, the Saturday, eight Central, nine Eastern, the Legion with live stream, where you can be live talking with us now, hanging out, having a good time. So as always, join us on Discord, watch us on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/CSLegionMyth. Get our gear, shop, Myth. Follow us on Twitter at LegionMyth. Tweet at us, we'll tweet at you. Watch us live on Twitch. The best way I think to interact with your favorite LegionMyth peeps. Our current goals: we're trying to get a thousand. Oh my gosh, we have a thousand followers! Yes, we do. Now you know how to reward how to solve that. Well, we had a thousand followers. Now it says 9.99. No! <laughs> but we hit the thousand. So we it did. counts for the month. So it counts. All right. How so that un- means why would you I. I spoke to Max Liao. Uh, the the giveaway for Twitch followers is going to be after the tenth, because the because it's too much ne- on the tenth as it is. Uh, yeah, and next week uh, is too soon to really prepare for it, and the tenth too much is happening there, so it's going to be sometime after that. Absolutely. So we don't like we're going to hit our Twitch subscriber goal this month. That's okay. That's going to reset that unfortunately because we need three consecutive months on that. But yep. YouTube subscribers is going up. Patreon, we're doing great there, too. Thank you, everyone, so much. We really appreciate all of our followers. What happens when we meet these goals? Well, let's tell you. For each goal we meet, we'll have a giveaway for the for the members of that particular goal. So, if all four goals are met and held for three months, is it consecutive months or just three months? I believe it's, it could be consecutive, but, but Max Leal could say just in the year. Thank you, Sage Mike. So, we'll find out. Uh, we'll have a special giveaway for that venue. Uh, we'll have a special giveaway with at least 1,000 prizes, including Heathen Dog hooking you up with a Plex server of your very own, and Garthon creating an epic portrait of you doing epic things. Acrylics on canvas. Yep. So we got to get those Twitch subs back up, got all that going to make this happen, everyone. So tell everyone, like, subscribe, comment, share, more engagement, more growth, more prizes for nerds and friends, family, people like you. We have over four years of anime content, of content anime, comics, games, nerd stuff through the live stream. Algarian streaming every day with his amazing soda content. The best, as I said. Try the Avatar stream on the internet. Heathog is streaming his Let's Play, Seven Days to Die. Garthon is streaming Yakuza Kiwami. After that, it's going to be a new retro game. Probably older one after that. Max is streaming his tabletop RPG and unboxing videos. But it's true, those are on YouTube. And there's team-ups. Empyrean, Left 4 Dead, other such games. Join us. It'll be great. YouTube. Sus- you want to subscribe on YouTube? You go to YouTube. Hit subscribe. It's free. We appreciate that. If you want to be a member, you click join. That costs some money. But it's the best way for people who want to join in who are fans of YouTube mainly and don't like Twitch. Uh, you get member-only features, member giveaways. You get Patreon giveaway goals. Everything will be good for you then. And we'd like to thank our Patreon patrons so much. Am I going to play Metal Slug 3? I could. I own it. Mm-hmm. I own the Metal Slug Compendium on Wii. It's not the best system of the Compendium on, but... That's what I have it for. It's more powerful than EOG of the Wii. Anyway, uh, so thank you for all of our patrons. Patreon patrons. We really do appreciate it. It really helps us uh, get the gears, materials, and stuff. We need to keep this stuff going. Uh, through Twitch, we'd like to thank so much. Zon, thank you so much. Got the top of cheers. The gift subscriptions. Jinsa, Sean Butts, Paxlayer, thank you so much for your cheers. Our gift subs, Zon, Sean Butts, and Jinsa, thank you so much. You guys are crazy. We appreciate it. Uh want to follow on twitch it's easy you just hit follow and we appreciate it we really do more followers more eyes more people want to see it nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd and you want to subscribe on twitch the best way to see live streams interact live with everyone see what's going on and you get access to the imperial Galactic survival server and access subscriber only twitch giveaways which are coming up that i mentioned on the 10th of august i think you did yes at noon or one eastern 
So thank you so much. All right, rating system. Half star. Bad. Horrible. Worst the worst. Barely exists. It makes you... It will actually downgrade you for watching it. You will actually be a worse person for having experienced it. Five stars. Extraordinary. It will make your life better. You will find that there actually is a reason for this universe to exist yeah. if you see a you, five star rated item. You would actually be a better person. That's right. You will see things better after that. The world will seem yeah. a better place to you. The world might be full of misery and death and greed, but you know what? After a five-star reviewed item, you're going to say, you know what? Maybe it's worth it. Maybe there is hope out there. I could fix this. That's right. <laughs> ah! Disclaimer time. Full screen. Full screen. Right. Full screen. Go All for right. it. Go for it. The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Laser Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Deep breath. It has been theorized for years that there is a tenth planet surrounding our sun, my friends. I'm not saying, oh, not including Pluto. Pluto's not a planet. Pluto, whether or not it's a planet, is a major celestial body organized planet. But my friends, for years they have said there's a tenth planet. It's been hinted out by astrologians, by astrologists, by astronomical peoples of many sorts, by alchemists, by other peoples whose, ast whose professions begin with the letter A. All of them have known that there is a tenth planet circling off our sun with us, hidden from us all. It's so far from the vast of the sun that light cannot reach it, or perhaps the surface of it is actually blackened. My friends, I have come with you the truth. This planet does exist in its irregular semi-elliptical orbit as it cruises through slowly through the vast inky blackness of space, just cruising the edge of the boundaries of its gravitational hold by the sun. It reeks its gravitational poles throughout the cosmos, corrupting all around it with its dark impulses. This dark tenth planet, unseen by the mortal eye, is what causes all the misery that we encounter, my friends. For I have seen it in the dark visions of my nightmares. As a dark tenth planet circles around us, every moment it creeps slightly millimeters closer every year. And soon, my friends, it will break free of its current geostable orbit, come crashing down, careening through the planets themselves, tearing away to the sun itself, to where it will crash with a horrible fiery impact damning us all to heathen dogs anime on the stream <laughs> wow that got very cthulhu there <laughs> but subscribe very... ah son of a all right uh what, what i do on uh, <laughs> i like how anime anime Slayer typed out subscribe yeah i was already looking at the looking at my notes so i didn't see it <laughs> but uh what, what what i do here on the anime on the stream is i take two anime a week and I watch the whole thing, or as much as they have out at the moment, and I tell you what I think of it and if you should watch it or not. If you have a subscription to Netflix, Hulu, or Crunchyroll, those, those, are, those are my wells. That's where I go. It's stuff that, that a lot of people have subscriptions to anyway. So why do you have to have another subscription service to watch good anime? You don't. But you do have to let me comb through it for you to separate the good and the bad and today <laughs> it went the other way for me our first one 
is Nobunaga Teacher's Young Bride. Yes, that's right. Uh, Nobunaga Teacher, uh, no, Nobunaga Oda. He is a, as a high school teacher. And uh, he is, well, kind of like a worthless person. And uh, he, gets, uh, he gets an underage harem. Yay! Let's wait, look at wait, the details. Wait. All four yeah, girls yeah. that picture are underage. Ah, one of them is not. Can I guess? I'll probably be wrong. Never mind. You, no, you'll probably be right. You'll probably be <laughs> okay, right. Okay, good. At least one thing makes a little sense. One thing makes sense. Okay, let's look at the details or on this. Two things. Now, no, I see what you did there. Now, uh, now the interesting part of these of the details here is that I could not find who owns the license to this anime. <laughs> It's not on the Wikipedia. It's not on Anime News Network. It's not on IMDb. I tried to go to the original uh, Japanese page and hit Google Translate, but that did not work out well. It's, it translated to something about potatoes, which I don't think is right. So I don't know who it's licensed by. If, for any reason, you know who it is licensed by, please throw it up in chat. If you watch it on YouTube, throw it in the comments below, and I and we will we will put it in the in the video to make to make sure that. Because people are called out to the carpet on this one. <laughs> All right, now let's uh, let's talk about the the head character, uh, Nobunaga Oda. Like I said, he's a high school teacher. He's got inspiring he, confidence. Yeah, it's not good. He loves young girls. Uh, all of his anime that he watches is uh, is under. Uh, see, it doesn't specifically say underage. It hints at it. It dances around it, but it is. And all of all of his manga that he has in his house all depicts sec sexual interactions with younger women. He is a dirty piece of crap. How he's an did adult. this get made? I don't know. He's it's Japan. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what he is an adult, right? He's a teacher. He's an adult. He's in his uh, mid mid twenties, twenty five, twenty six, something like that. Uh, he uh, he has no emotional maturity whatsoever. He did not he did not grow up, which is probably why he's still attracted to children. What streaming service is this on? Oh, this is on uh, Hulu. Crunchy. Oh, I'm sorry, Crunchyroll. 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 Sorry, right. Crunchyroll. There was a question. Yes. Uh, no woman would, will have him. He does. He's never had a girlfriend. No one. I understand why. I'm not shocked by this. Why? Why no woman would go? Yeah, I'm a. I'm a snatch that up. No. 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 Said no woman ever. Now the only thing he's got going for him is he's a direct descendant of the original Nobunaga. Which was a, a feudal lord in the uh, uh, the Warring States era. Is that like, really a positive? Because every single movie is like Nobunaga's ambition is about a someone who's bad, or in every an anime with a Nobunaga, it's like a demon lord. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I get it. I get it. Perhaps the reality is different, but uh, uh, between somewhere between 745 and 221 BC, that's the Warring States era. Yeah. And uh, he is, you know, he's related to the actual Nobunaga. Uh, uh, one day, his parents have him clean their storeroom because it's it's dirty and needs to be needs to be sorted out. Yeah, the dude needs some sort of job. Yeah, well, he's got a job. Well, he's a teacher, I know. Yeah, he's a teacher. But he lives with his parents, though, right? No, no, he lives oh, on his own. Good. He has a really, really, really crappy like studio apartment. No, oh, that's good. Yeah, but uh, yeah, go. Ahead. We got a clip of uh, of when he cleans the parents' storeroom, and then the actual anime begins. <laughs> And and he, he broke something. Yeah. 
It's a teacup. Magic. Mm -hmm. It's a magical girl. Yay, magical girl. Everyone loves magical girls. Now, that is Saito Kicho. All right. She is from the Warring States era. She was to be married to the original Nobunaga. He was on her way to uh, from from her parents' estate to his to be his bride. All right? That was that was that was her deal. She was basically sold into marriage to Nobunaga. And uh, it, when when she first gets there, she she believes, oh, this is the real Nobunaga. I'm going to marry you, and immediately strips off her clothes. And yep, I uh, don't think that's how it worked. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know how, how it worked works. either. But she's under the impression that that's how all this stuff works, right? Fair enough. Uh, all right. So she decides she's going to marry this Nobunaga and have his children, and she's 14. And the really, really disturbing part of this is Nobunaga is like, I, like wonder if I, could, I wonder if I could do this and not go to jail. Because if that's true, I'm definitely doing this. Yep. Mm. yep. Well, she finds out that, no, this is the future. At, at first, she didn't believe because that's that's stupid. Magic, does, magic isn't real. All right. Not in the future. 470 years in the future? Sorry. No, yeah, it's hard to believe. A thousand something like that. Years Unless you're summoned by a broken teacup. Yeah, yeah, that's that didn't happen. No, but uh, he shows her the sights and shows her 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 old family home, which she recognizes the the landmarks all around it and the the uh, the uh, very very distinctive stone in the in the in the stones in the in the ground and and striations in the in the landscape. So she knows this was her house, but now it's all you know, modern and electricity is there and tablets are a thing and phones. And so, yeah, okay. She gets it now, but she believes she's here for a reason. She wasn't able to marry the original Nobunaga, but she can marry the current Nobunaga. She now believes it's her destiny. Hot dog, right? Well, at least, at least she has a destiny, I guess. There you go. She has a destiny. That's something. Now, uh, the next character I'm going to talk about is uh, is Ichika Oda. This is this is Nobunaga's sister. All right, uh, constantly telling Nobunaga that he's a pervert because he is. Well, he is, yes, yes. And she's just being honest with him. Uh, as a matter of fact, his entire family thinks he's a worthless person. His mother and father don't believe he can do anything right at all. Well, they like, seem pretty accurate. It is accurate. He he's he's really a failure at all things. Well, he did manage to become a teacher. I mean, you got to pass a few tests for that. Yeah, you have to pass a few tests. Yeah, but uh, he probably skin of his teeth that that one. Probably. I don't know. I don't know what he did. Now, uh, she is is a uh, she serves as a sounding board or counselor for for Nobunaga to help him navigate his his uh, appearing women problem. And by say that, like he he touched the teacup, and a, a woman appeared. And uh, later on in the series, this happened in episode number four, so I didn't I didn't want to get into it right away. But this is this is the problem he has. Uh, he went to to uh, uh, Kicho's uh, family estate, and they had they had you know items from that era, and she picked one up. Said, "Oh, this this is my 
this is my old plate. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't hold that. He grabs it from her. It floats in the air and poof, turns into another woman. So every time he touches ancient cutlery, it turns into young girls. Oh, it gets better than that. Uh, young girls that were important to Nobunaga in one very, very singular way. Mm. He was boning them. Mm. This this piece of cutlery turned into one of his concubines. Yay! Lovely. Yay, but she's not 14. No, no, no. She's 29, but she looks 16. Oh, well, good. Of course, because reasons, right? Why is this destroying history? I. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. And it gets better. Uh, because he is the reincarnation of Nobunaga, he calls to other reincarnates and awakens their their uh, their memories and desires so one of his students he touches and she also becomes uh possessed by the spirit of one of her past selves which was guess what another concubine yay <laughs> so yeah he keeps he wears gloves now because he's tired of touching people and having them want to have sex with him i don't understand that but he doesn't want to go to jail basically yeah, that's, that's the problem yeah he doesn't want to go to jail he doesn't want to lose his job now, uh, there is no antagonist here. It's just him with this problem of, of ever appearing women and what to do with them. All right, so what did I think of this anime? Not a lot. <laughs> Not a lot at all. It was super creepy. One and a half stars. Now, the good. Um, it had a novel premise, you know, uh, you being the reincarnation of someone from the past, and when you touch things that are from from that past that had personal significance to him it 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 causes a time jump for of whatever that is connected to it's 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 interesting they went the wrong way with it but it's interesting and the animation is decent it's not great but it it fits the tone of the story so i'll call it a win fine obviously i'm reaching sheriff says you couldn't make it past the first episode i understand i get it i get it I watched all 12. Quantum Priest says, comes from the unfortunate fact the age of consent in Japan is 13, 16 to get married. Uh, they, they said in the anime the age of consent for a married married person is 16. If you're unmarried, it's 18. They said oh, in the anime. Oh, all right. Now, which one is true? I don't know. Who knows? But that's what, that's what they said in the anime. Now, what was wrong with this? Oh, God. Okay, the writing. Uh the interaction between the characters is moronic it's completely unbelievable uh the the characters reactions to situations that arise in the story they don't make sense they do not make sense for for how they, they portrayed the character they would not react in this way almost everyone has that almost everyone has that problem and the story come on man on paper nobunaga on paper reads just like a a, a teacher who abuses children just like top to bottom you gotta wonder who wrote this like oh man this is good stuff some creepo and for some reason he's caught he's caught fondling the chest of one of his female students he's caught by a fellow teacher he does not get fired. 
You know, you know what they do instead? Promote him? No. I'm talking about the writers. What the writers do? They had the really great idea. Oh, he got caught. But then then he he touches this woman, the woman on that, the bottom that, right. That caught them? Yeah, that that's that's the Kali and, feature that caught them. And then she's possessed too. Yes, she's possessed by a spirit too of Nobunaga, original Nobunaga's wet uh wet nurse for his wives. If you are a, if you are in the system for a, for if, if you're if you're on a list of some kind, because because you got into trouble with children in the past, watching this anime will break your parole. Do not do uh... it. You will go back to jail. For everyone else, again I say, do not watch this anime. Don't do it. It's not good for you. It's not good for your children. It's not good for your family. If your wife or significant other catches you watching this anime, they're going to leave you. I watched this while my wife was at work, and I didn't tell her about it. I don't want her to know I've watched this. I told her not not to watch this on YouTube, and she's in bed right now. So, I no, just don't. Just don't. Don't. <laughs> Is there a warrant about standing for the creators? No, because they're in Japan. I don't know. It, it uh, apparently uh, child child molestation wise, it's a wild west over there. What it has to use generous as quantum proof. No, I had to. I had to <laughs> technically. I because the animation's not mm, bad. Exactly. The the premise is good. The animation fits fits the the, the fits the story. Right. The I ancient spirit connection stuff is kind of cool. Right up until it becomes all lollies. Uh, yeah. Right until it becomes about about uh, uh, hiding hiding you know sexual relations with children. That's Mm, okay, moving on. Get out. Get this. Right. And you know there's still going to be someone out there who wants to defend this. Like, yeah. no, you don't understand. Like, no. Okay, sorry. what I want you to do. It was totally person... normal back then. Okay. Nope, nope. That person, I want you to write everything you're going to say on a piece of paper. I want you to crumple up and burn it. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That. Write it down. Then send it into uh, some sort of, you know, authorities so they know where to yes. find you. Yes. Send it to the police. They want to talk to you. <laughs> So, what did you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on a Lolita, Lolita harem anime? Any suggestions for future anime? <laughs> that are not uh, like this one. That are not like this? Then, yay, I want to hear it. But if not, then don't. And, of course, you can comment on Discord and on Twitter, as well as in YouTube comments and in chat. I will hear you, and I will most likely respond. Now, our next anime. Wait. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Each week, Heathen Dog alternates between anime reviews and tabletop gaming fundamentals. Watch live and chat with Heathen Dog every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central to share your thoughts and recommendations with him. Now, without further ado, it's Heathen Dog's anime review of Demon Lord Retry. Thank you, Garthon. Okay, Demon Lord Retry. Okay, let's... Uh... Let's let's take a look now. This is uh this is another of the long long list of anime where it's the person trapped in the game. All right, but unlike all the others I've reviewed, this is bad. The other ones were pretty good. Say what you might about Sword Art Online, it got generally good reviews. All right, like the original Sword Art on Sword Art yeah. Online. I like yeah. the original Sword Art Online. Yeah, a lot of a lot of, for some reason a lot of people don't, but 
it got really it got good reviews. It did really well, and this one hopefully does not go beyond one season. It shouldn't even exist now. Anyway, let's uh, let's look at the details. Now we're on episode four. It started on the fourth of July, which tainted American holiday forever, basically. And if if you want to watch it, you don't. Uh, you you can. Not. Spoiler alert! Watch it on Hulu. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't think highly of this one either. <laughs> All right, let's look at our main character, Akira Ono. Uh, he is the creator and or administrator. I'm not. It's not clear. I I'm pretty sure he's both of an MMO called Infinite Game. All right, it's been online for 15 years, but tonight the server is getting shut down forever. So he's on at the last moment. He's on it. And he says goodbye to everyone still in the game. And he's logged in. He's looking at the clock because it ticks down to zero or ticks up to zero to zero hundred hours. And boom, he fought. He falls asleep and wakes up as Hakuto Kunai, his favorite character in the game. Because he's pulled into the game. Now, his character is a Yakuza type fighter like slash like like tron sure like no like tron 2 oh that's not as good no <laughs> <laughs> he is a he's a yakuza type fighter slash magic user all right he's got he's got a law he's, he's dressed like like uh, like a yakuza you know underboss and he's got the mannerisms and stuff and he smokes and he's probably got tattoos uh he very much reminds me of kiryu chan yes <laughs> But uh, his 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 coat his long coat is lined on the inside with all kinds of knives and you know he's throwing but they're not regular knives when he throws them they turn to energy bolts and and it kills things and uh, we find out he still has his admin privileges in the game he can call up ju just like a, a an Sao ask admin screen oh, and all he right, could, yeah. yeah he could create items out of nothing stuff like that so he's got his admin powers too that's great now as soon as he gets here almost immediately. He gets attacked by a demon. A, a, a big deal in this world. Like, oh my god, this is horrible. The whole landscape is going to be killed and we're all going to die. He attacks it with a single attack and it dies. Because he can't. Because he's the creator of the game that he's now in. So he his character is max everything. So he's not in any danger whatsoever. Now, it was chasing a little girl. This demon was chasing a little girl. This little girl is Aku. All right. Now, she, uh, she's from the local village. She was sent out alone to be a sacrifice to this demon so the demon would leave the village alone. All right. All right now, the, the, the reason they sacrificed her and not anyone else, like, why would they sacrifice a cute kid? Look at the cute, look at the cute kid. Why would they do that? Why, why not an old person or someone who's ugly? Well, she is an, she's like, she's an Edda. All right. Uh, she handles all the village waste, uh, all of the garbage, all of the uh, solid waste from the people. Uh, she she carts it outside the village. So no one wants to be around her. They, they think she's just dirty from doing that stuff. And that's why they're willing to sacrifice her and not other people. Personally, I think, and, and uh, uh, Kunai thinks this as well, that's the most important person in the village. The, the person who hand, who handles all of the all yeah, the waste management keep the place clean. Exactly, the person who handles all the waste management is something you don't want to get rid of because now everyone's got to handle their own crap, and no one literally. wants to do that. Exactly, literally. Now, did you want to run he, the video? Uh, no, 
Oh, wait, do I? Probably a little late for it now. No, 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 no. Uh, we're going to run at the end be- because there there is a hope for this anime. All right. And it's in, the, it's in the last seconds of the clip. All right. And I'm going to bring that in the go. Okay. Uh, since Kunai knows nothing of this world, it's similar to his game in the way it works, but the landscape's changed and the people, you know, in power have changed. So he has no lay of the land. He figures he'll take her along. All right. Fair I mean, village obviously, village obviously doesn't want her, right? They sacrifice her to a demon. Yeah, right. So, so yeah. you know, F them, right? Don't care about them. But news of a demon lord arriving has spread because the country he landed in (laughs) is super religious and has a whole lot of heroes who want to make their name because demon lords are bad and we're good and we'll slay them. And one of those, the first one, is Luna Elegant. She is one of she is one of the topper top tier uh, class of uh, of uh, fighter slash cleric i guess if this turns into she's underage and has to marry him i'm hanging no out. no 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 nothing like that here nothing like that here okay uh so she's basically the world's equivalent of a paladin all right but she's kind of low level she's a little weak she, she she's she's the weakest of, of of the three uh three 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 holy sisters or whatever they're called uh, but she decides to make to make her make her bones by going to slay the demon lord which is kunai uh kunai defeats her easily and all her men. She had like 40 men or something like that. He just did one little move and they all they all died. And, uh, well, he doesn't kill her. Instead, he gives her a really good spanking. And steals all her money. Sends her on her way. That's what she does. Now, initially, she thought that, that Aku was a slave. You know, to a demon lord. The, the little girl was a slave demon lord. But, all right. But, you know, Aku, you know, set the record straight. No, he saved me from a demon who's going to eat me. He saved me from my village who exiled me. Uh, he basically saved my life twice over already, and I owe him everything, and that's why I'm with him. And she's like, oh, all right then. Maybe you're not so bad. But she comes to really like Aku by, by the third episode. They're like, oh, no, call me Sister Luna, you know, stuff like that. And now she tolerates Kunai. Even though he's a demon lord, she tolerates him. He's kind of a jackass. Because, you know, he's, he's still playing his character. Yeah, at least he's not, you know, killing people. Yeah, exactly. He's not killing folk left and right. Now, who is the main antagonist? Well, obviously, in the, just like in all of these games, it's the world. The world is against you because everyone hates you or fears you because they because you, you made your character as a demon lord, and that's what you are in this world as well. And all the powerful people want to come hunt you down to, to make a name for themselves or save the world, you know? And he has no idea how to get home. None. No idea whatsoever. But that's where the video clip comes in. Now, the video clip Garthon's about to show you is him when he gets sucked into the game. I want you to look at the very last seconds of the clip. As the time turns to turns to uh, 0, 0.00 hours, there's a reflection in the clock. Oh. I want you to watch what happens. And I think this is this a little Easter egg for what's to come, what happened to the world he came from, the real world. Alright. Clock, this infinity game. There's his character. There's his chat. It's a few seconds. What did that look like to you? 
Looked like a meteor landing. Looked like looked like several asteroid strikes, is what it looked like. I don't think his world survived. Yeah, it could be he's just dead. I think he's just dead, and th- this is this is like either the afterlife. Or it's in the milliseconds his brain is still around firing that he's having a vivid hallucination. Something. I think his world is gone. That's very possible. Okay, but that is my my guess. I can't factor it in to what it actually counts. And let's let's look at what I thought of it as a whole. Two stars. Not is not a, the greatest. Not the, it is a it is a poor poor representation of the genre only if you are a fan of uh, of the trapped in the game genre should you watch this only if you're a fan if you're not particularly a fan of that then this you're not gonna like this what do i got to say about it the ad the animation was adequate there hasn't been a lot of super fast motion yet like i said only four episodes in the end the, but it works for what's gone on so far you know, again, it's not it's not great, but it's not bad. But it does fit with uh, with all of the dialogue and the tone of the anime. Now, what was wrong with it? Poor writing. Again, just just, just like just like the first one, the writers have a problem writing characters' dialogue. They the dialogue is just stilted and it's it it's clunky. It doesn't flow. It doesn't the natural conversation doesn't sound natural all right and there's almost no character development at all i do not care about a single character in this thing with the slight exception of aku because they actually she's the only one they gave a backstory to the backstory of the main character that clip was it that was it it's all you got you know nothing about his life at all he needs no backstory no backstory. He's a mysterious so, traveler. There you go. Now, apparently, the people who wrote this rewrote it once they they watched my my RNG on uh, how to make a bad anime because oh. they just followed it, <laughs> followed it to the letter. I mean, the story is lost. Well, it's, it's not nowhere. CG though. That's true. I I think they'd already finished drawing it. They just they just adjusted the dialogue. That's why it's not like one star. Uh, the story. It's 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 in the wilderness. I mean, I I I give three episodes for an anime to lay out the general plot. General plot, not not to the end of the season, but going forward, you know what to expect. I have no idea what's going to happen. It it has given you no clues at all as to what the protagonist is going to do. There are no no hints of an actual antagonist yet. Not even a hint. At all, the story's just in the woods. It's it's lost. It's gone. I cannot recommend this anime. I I just can't. I mean, the only reason I watched the fourth episode is is because I wanted to watch them all. It was only one more, but with, with my rule of ap- you give an anime three episodes. If it if it doesn't hook you by episode three, bounce. I would have bounced, but I knew I was reviewing it, and there's only one more episode left. I'll do it. So. Farhaku says his guest has to fight the players of the game. Like, they're still in there, too. There is not even a hint. It hasn't even crossed his mind that someone else might be in the game as well. Hasn't even crossed his mind. The story definitely hasn't alluded to it. Not even a hint. Not even a hint. At all. 
in every other player trapped in game, even if you're the only one, like an overlord, he was like, wait a minute, it can't just be me. The odds are infinitesimal, it's just me. It must be somebody else also trapped in the game. Didn't even cross this guy's mind yet. Hasn't crossed yet in four episodes. Didn't even, hadn't even thought about it. Nope, he's the only one there. And an overlord, it. he actually wonders if there's anyone else in there. Exactly, but the, the writing on this is so bad that it didn't even cross his mind. Now, if it crossed his mind, and like, no, I, I was the server admin. I was the only one on at the time. I know it. Okay, there you go. You Fair hung enough. a lantern Fair on enough. it. Didn't even do that. Didn't even do that. So he's just stupid. The protagonist is just stupid. Okay, great. Thank you for the stupid protagonist. All right, so what did you think of this segment? And what are your thoughts on this genre, the the trapped in a game? I mean, is it is it definitely not for you, or do you like most of it, or are you just it's anime's anime? That's fine. Uh, throw that in the comments. That's great. You have any suggestions for my next anime? Uh, hopefully, again, one better than this one would be nice. If if you have those suggestions or you have any comments, please leave them on Discord, leave them on Twitter, and leave them in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. And I will get back to you or take it into consideration if it is an anime selection. Thank you, Heathen Dog. And don't forget you can get more Heathen Dog on YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. You can see more anime on the stream segments, tabletop gaming fundamental segments, team-ups with that Garthon cat, that Algarian in person, and many others, and select video game streams. And don't forget you can join the Legion of Myth uh, to see full streams of anime, comics, game reviews, members-only chat and giveaways, both Q&A with LOM, and accounts for our Patreon goals with our giveaways that we have. So thank you. Become a Legionnaire. I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> Whether you are a longtime fan of comic books or someone ready to take the plunge into the comic book genre, look no further than Garthon's Comic Poll. Join Garthon live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Ask your comic book questions and engage in comic book discussions with Garthon directly. Now, let's give it up to Garthon. We know what time it is. That was quite yes, Garthon's Comic Poll! Garthon's Comics, Reads Comics, subscribe to Garthon's Comic Poll to see more. Alright. The first book we are going to talk about today is Garthon's Comic Poll Swordmaster number one. So the Swordmaster number one was written by Shizu. Uh-oh. Oh, why is that thing showing again? I turned that off. Huh, weird. So, short number one is written by Shizu. Uh, art by Gunji. Colors by Gunji. Cover by Gunji. Gunji everywhere. Uh, there's a second story in the book, also about the Swordmaster, more of a backstory. Or actually, it's a different backstory. Anyway. Um, uh, that one's written by Greg Pack, with art by Ario Edendito, and colors by Ario Edendito. So, one and a half stories. But anyway. So, uh, the art in the book is really pretty good. It definitely has the manga slash anime influence, are oh, very yes. heavy. Mainly because the writer and artist are, you know, Asian. They are in Asia. They're not stateside. They're not local. The books had to be translated. It's part of Marvel's New Deal where they're trying to work with uh, some of the Asian artists. Kind of like with Arrow, books like that. Mm. So, uh, the Swordmaster is, if you watch a lot of Chinese kung fu films... The Swordmaster is 
almost a template of a character. It's the guy who gets the legendary sword who goes out and whoops everyone's butt. Uh, there's a few different films called The Swordmaster, starring different people. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are pretty good. So in this book, you deal with our main character here, who, whose name just escaped me because I am dumb, but the uh, uh, Lin Lee. So Lee keeps having nightmares of this giant demon ripping out of the ground in feudal times and just killing the hell of everyone. And he has a magic sword and has to stop it. He has no idea why he's there. And right before the demon goes to smash him, his father knocks him out of the way, and the demon kills his dad. And then he wakes up in a cold sweat every night. That's that's not great. It's not great. It. You find out that his father was an archaeologist who Lee would uh, would actually help him with some of his digs as a kid and as a teenager. And the la- one of the last things he sent back was this sword. That he's having the dream about. His father has gone missing. So his one of his buddies comes by and says, Hey, remember how you were trying to track down where his last dig was? I found some information. And so the story is him trying to track down what what happened to his father. He finds some um, grave robbers. And he bribes them with a, one of the artifacts his father had to tell him, Hey, you saw my father's dig. What happened? I'll pay you off. So he... They tell him that, yeah, we saw your dad. We went to go rob the place because we heard about there's this you know, tomb that had been undiscovered. We were going to blow the place up with TNT and go in. Your father tried to stop us, so we beat the crap out of him. He's like, what? Yeah, but when we set the explosives off, all of a sudden this like giant uh, demon thing made of smoke started rising up. So, uh, yeah, we ran like hell. Uh, it ate your dad. Sorry. Well, they don't know that for sure. They ran away. They're pretty sure, but they're no, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure too. <laughs> but uh, they're a hundred percent sure they ran like hell. Yeah. Um. So he, it's actually kind of a clever scene where he gives him the uh, little jade artifact, but before he does, he slaps inside of a pit into a puzzle box. Real click, 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 click here. He's like, hey, hey, I paid you. Said I paid. Didn't say I'd make it easy. And, of course, one of the guys like, well, we'll just break it open. The leader of the Grey Warriors like, you idiot. That thing's fragile. If you break it, it's worth nothing. So they have to figure out the box to get to the... the, the well, it isn't jade. It's quartz. Sorry. Jade is hard. So to get the artifacts that he paid them off with, you know, they have to solve the puzzle box. It was kind of funny, but you're kind of like, well, you're still out Whatever. that anyway. Um, but after that, he uses the information there because he basically makes the... The final thing before he gives him the artifact is he needs to know where it was. So he figured, finds that out. He goes home. He's packing to go on a trip. And as he's packing up, there's a ring at the door. He opens it. And there's this creepy-looking delivery driver who you can't really see. You can just, like, his face is covered by the brim of his hat. His fingers are all twisted and weird. He has a box. that says, ah, here's a package for you from your father. And that's when it ends. So, you know what's up with this dude? Probably some sort of demon. Well, no, it's probably uh, some kind of. Uh, well, I'm guessing possessed know. driver. Yeah, yeah, possessed driver, and maybe maybe it's the sword. No, he already has the sword. Oh, maybe it's something else. Yeah. Um. 
The second story, see, Swordmaster has already been introduced in New Agents of Atlas, uh, which we talked about it last month, I think, mm-hmm. um, with the all Asian team essentially that was happening during War of the Realms. The you're playing the demon is the dad. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, that's not how they framed it. But hey, you know what? It could be. Who knows? But the uh, the second story deals with Swordmaster meeting Shang Chi in America after he has a sword. He's still trying to track down his father. This is like a few years later. He's still trying to find his dad, but now he has the magic sword and he's willing to use it. And uh, he's going through L.A. and basically starts a Swordmaster, you know, with his curio shop owner, saying, "You would have this information. You'll tell your father." He's like, oh, "I don't know." before he could like you will tell me or you will die as he raised up a sword what it says now you will tell me threatening him and then shang chi like sucker punches him and it's like it's like you you lay there then he goes to curious reporter you need to run you're bad anyway you just need to go he's like oh way ahead of you guy leaves and basically it turns into like a training thing where shang chi is like all right dumbass what were you doing it's like oh you know it's like everything he told you he knew he already told you you know more than he does. All right. He's just some dude running a curio shop. And he's like, so he ends up trying to, like, start training the guy. Like, look, you have a magic sword. I have a fist. So show me how you could use it. Show, show me how good you are with that sword. And chop this giant log in half. It's like, you have giant logs at your house? It's like, you never know you're going to need it. You know, come on. So he hits with a sword and just ends up, like, doing nothing. He's like, yeah. So Shane Chi, like, does the... Basically, he starts like doing like you know the the, the typical cast like you need to go and focus yourself, study every every nook and cranny of the tree, the way the fibers runs, the bark. And then he like hits it once, and like nothing happens. He was like, oh yeah, good job. Like, and then she just grabs it and, like tears it in half because he broke it open on the seam. It's like look, and he actually relates it all to how he's living his life, just currently running around, knocking things over. Uh, striking without focus and he's never going to get his goals that way but when you're running around with a big magical sword doing these sorts of things other people are studying you they're studying your flaws the way your fiber runs your cracks and they're finding lots what's wrong with you I uh, said they're finding you study you seeing your knots your grain your faults you're the log, Lindley. And if you go running off the way you are, they're going to split you in two. Which finishes with a shot of Ares, the god of war, watching a television monitor, with this is on, kind of smiling to himself, uh, saying, couldn't have said it better myself. Dun, dun, dun. That, um, isn't, that a, isn't that outside the, the scope of this Japanese or Chinese type, type deal? Ah, I mean, sort of, except... Look at the first page on the left. Behold, Shiyu, the god of war. Uh... So he has a sword meant to fight the god of war. All right. So Ares, Ares would have a Ares pretty, has a beef. Pretty good investment to get to know this guy with with the with the, the murder weapon. Right. Yeah. You know, okay, he's a it. different pantheon, but that's still his but title. Still, god of war probably work against me too. Yeah. Got that's it. right. So. All right. It also might be something. The way Ares has been written somewhat recently is it might not be an Ares is going to find him to kill him, but Ares might be more interested in making sure the guy has the skills to be worthy of the sword. Something like that. Or to kill all the other gods of war so he has the monopoly. Hey, why not? Sure. 
Um, so, Aries says, Marvel's a Greek god, isn't crap what race you are. That's true. He's the equal opportunity. Yep. So, an interesting book. Uh, not great, but not bad. It seems to kind of go by fast. Not too much was explained. And it just seems like when you get the other thing, which is years later, oh, he's still doing the same thing. He's still looking for his father and kind of clueless with the sword. So, it's not bad. It's he It's heavy on the tropes. The art's pretty good. I like the art. I'm not super in love with it. It's not as good as Arrow, but it's pretty good. He's a guy who likes to fight. He has a magic sword. He's the sword yeah. master, except not yeah. really, because he's not the master of the sword. No. He's, I a guess, sword master, he's a sword master class, but he's like second level. Maybe he's like the master of the sword, in fact, in the way that maybe the sword magically is linked to him. That's why he has the dreams. Sure. But he definitely has not mastered it, as in he, you know. You know Using it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, if you don't master the sword, the sword will master you. Ooh, deep. <laughs> Uh, why am I balancing attack hammer on my head? When you could balance attack hammer on your head, you could head off your foe with a balanced attack. Um, uh, <laughs> that's from Mystery Man. Uh, yeah. So he's more of a sword master in training. It's it's not bad. It's not great. I didn't hate it. Um, I'm gonna get the next couple issues, see where it's heading. I didn't mind it. I didn't love it. I'll give it three stars. It could be better. Could be worse. Could be a lot worse. Uh, the second story I thought was better than the first story, which is not how the way it's supposed to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the writing, like I said, it's just the writing is very stereotyped, very tropish. But if you know what you're getting into and you want to see a story about a kid with a magic sword learn to master the power of it and chop up some demons, this there could you be your jam. Yep. But as an opening book to make you want to read more, it kind of fails. Yeah. It yeah. isn't really doing it. It kind of set like some ideas of what's going on. Like, all right, and... You know, when it, when it gave the big reveal at the end of the first story, where, like, the creepy delivery guy has a package, like, from your father. I'm like, did he hurt his hand carrying the package? That was my first thought. Not like, oh, he's a creepy possessed guy. I was like, did he hurt his hands or something? But, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, three stars. Not bad. Not great. Uh, it's a little above average, I would say. It's The art's pretty strong. It's interesting enough as a concept. Uh, the second story kind of made me more interested. I guess the three stars delivery zombie very possible if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge a ball <laughs> so what are your thoughts did you what do you think of this what do you think what are your thoughts on Swordmaster? am i way off base here did you think this was an excellent introduction into the character and the story and i'm mad for not knowing it's better or do you think i'm being a little too generous on it that it was you know pretty by the numbers and the only thing interesting about it is that it has a you know an asian style let me know. If you have any suggestions for future comic reviews, I would like to hear them. What books do you want to know about? Let me know. Thank you. Next on Garthon's comic poll, Batman, Curse of the White Knight, numeral one. I thought I was going to say Uno. I denied you that Uno. You did. You did. <laughs> All right. So, Batman, Curse of the Knight, White Curse of the White Knight, number one, was written by Sean Murphy, art by Sean Murphy, color by Matt Hollingsworth, who we all know is a pseudonym for Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. Cover by Sean Murphy with pseudonym Matt Hollingsworth. Yep. All right. Uh, first things first. Batman White Knight was one of the best books I read. Uh, absolutely fantastic Batman story. Love the hell out of it, especially considering the current state Batman's in, thanks to one Tom I Hate Everyone King. Um who just announced that he that the next 
Batman story arc is, or what did he ever say? He just has a new book out. It's going to be epic. And I'm like, yeah, I bet it is going to be epic, just like the Titanic and Hindenburg were epic. Anyway, so talking about good Batman stories, Batman Curse the White Knight, number one. Uh, it, the previous series, White Knight, which you should read, mm-hmm. dealt with the idea that Batman was kind of going too far. Uh, Joker, his recessive personality, who is kind of sane, actually got a hold of himself thanks to some new medications and was able to actually start trying to right all the wrongs in Gotham, which kind of drove Batman nuts because they pointed like, that's the Joker, he is evil. And then Jack Napier, who was start, who the former Joker, started pointing out, your police force is corrupt. The richest men in Gotham are running uh, a slush fund called the Batman Fund, which they skim money off of to enrich themselves. They make sure that Batman causes maximum chaos, and they va- va- uh, they enrich themselves from it. Uh, and all these things start, Batman started finding out were true. That which pissed were, him off even more. Right, yeah. like everyone he put in Arkham was set free on purpose, so that they could cause devastation, and they could get the money from the insurance slush fund. Hindenburg was the most famous dirigible ever. That's true, Mark Hoffman. Um, so it was a really – and in the end, he couldn't control the Joker personality anymore. Batman and Joker teamed up to save the city. There's a whole cra- bunch of crazy stuff that went on in that book. But it all made sense for its context. This series opens up with what appears to be like a guy in a poofy – pirate shirt fighting a vampire uh it's very strange <laughs> so vampire boy is like laughing maniacally and the and the dashing young fellow with the sword is like arkham and they end up in a sword fight there's a priest there i guess that's his alfred and it's like don't force my hand general surrender leave this valley give me what's mine are you going to be trying to pay the price what price got the valley is cursed lord wayne there are demons in these darkened forests ancient ones that seep from the rivers and mountains and flow through the village at night. No one is safe. They'll turn you into a monster like the rest of us. Sorry, Laffy. I don't believe in curses. That's kind of a weird way to start the book. Yeah, a little bit. But it goes back to a lot of other stuff that's kind of in the mythos uh, in White Knight that there's something darker happening in Gotham. Okay, so this is like a flashback? Yeah, this is a flashback Okay, okay, back good. to the right. 1600s, back to the old witch-burning days. Sure. Okay, good, good. I, I, I thought this was a period piece for no. a second. <laughs> yeah, so did I when I first read Like, what's happening here? <laughs> uh, Doug says, Sean Murphy earned it, though. He started Batman's book wherever he wants. Pretty much. It, this was kind of weird. They're like, why is he – why is there – what? Um, so this leads into – Joker, who's in Arkham, is that what it leads into? Yeah, uh, leads into Joker getting released from his cell in Arkham by the uh, director of Arkham itself. And he's like, "Oh, I was waiting for you." And basically, Joker has him take him to his old cell, and then. He's like, oh, because I can't let him thinking that, you know, I escaped without a struggle. He grabs the warden's pen and stabs him in the chest with it. All right, now run along. 
Like, why did you wake, make me come down here before you stab me? He's like, well, that way I have enough time to get away. Uh, meanwhile, while he says that, though, he's doing something in the back of his old, old cell. He pulls something out, and then he leaves. Uh, while the warden, who's bleeding out, is running to find a phone. <laughs> um, which leads to Bruce Wayne, back here at Wayne, stately Wayne Manor, reading a letter left from Alfred. Alfred died in the previous series, in White Knight. Yep. And so he's reading, like, Alfred's, like, you know, if you've read this, I, I know you probably didn't read this till a, a while after left, but if you're finally reading, I'm glad it means you finally healed enough to be able to do it. And I know that you're surrounded by, by friends with uh, Dick and ah, Batgirl, Barbara. Barbara yep. But what's funny is while he's reading this, he says, I knew it was Dick and Barbara sound by friends. He's actually alone reading this. Of course this. he is. This Batman. Yeah, so Alfred is actually, it's not one of those, wow, he knew. It's like, no, Alfred's totally off base. So Alfred gives him this touching letter about coming to terms with what happened to be able to move on. And it doesn't look like he has. He looks a lot more sane than he did in White Knight, though. Well, that's that's a step up. Yeah, um, but he said, but basically, says if you, I think that you know, if you're come this far, you're ready for like this one last thing. Look under the floorboards of my room at such a location, and he finds a chest, and in the chest is a book from the uh, this the diary of the original Wayne in the flashback. Okay, which starts talking and. So and also uh, the whip that you see him use in the opening pages, that's in there too. So Batman gets a call, goes to Arkham. Gordon's there. The director's there. You know, getting treated by a medic. And of course, just the whole wait, wait. So Joker escaped from his cell and stabbed you with a pen. He's like, yeah, officer, that's right. Oh, uh huh, uh huh. And so when Batman gets there, Gordon's like, yeah, get a load of this guy. It's like, yeah. any security tapes? No. Oddly enough, there was a power outage at that time. We don't know how that happened, Batman. Batman and Gordon like, uh-huh. So it's actually interesting that they actually bring up the three words in on it, and it actually makes them think that maybe the Batman slush where they'd heard about in the first series actually is real. The Batman Devastation Fund. He's like, at first I thought it was just a kooky conspiracy that Napier came up with, but I, it seems actually it might be real. That was like, he looks nervous. Think he gets something out of him before he lawyers up? Of course I can. I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes up there. He's like, so Joker doesn't usually break free. Doesn't usually let people live. You're a lucky man. I don't feel lucky. You were stabbed right here in this hallway? Yes. Wrong. What? I'm talking about that cost a cast of powder of blood. This is a puddle. You were stabbed somewhere else. I don't know. Why are you helping the Joker? Uh, I did. I did. Where's the Joker? I don't know. He went to a cell and then he left. Thank you. It's like, oh, crap. I want a lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right now the series is actually doing a good job leaning on like stuff that just kind of mentioned that you thought was just a passing comment in the first series. Because when they go down, it's like, it's like, why would Joker visit his own cell? Batman says, Napier told me he first met the Joker in his cell. That's where he became the Joker. Here. And so when they go to the cell, they start looking around, and they find there's actually a hidden cave. Like, they were able to get some of the bricks. There's nothing behind it. They pull it out. There's an old cave. 
There's writing on the walls that's been erased, so you can't really make it out. And there's also a human skeleton in there as well. Awesome. Um, Joker, meanwhile, is making himself uh, a Joker cave. Exactly. There's no Joker mobile, though. There's just a body. Hi, Sheriff. Have a good night. The He ends up in some penthouse where some woman who's unidentified uh, goes to a desk, and Joker is already sitting there. He's like, I'll give you something. So he says, uh, he says, uh, I got something big that'll really bring down the house for you, Ruth. And she just looks at him and says, get your goddamn feet off my mahogany desk. But they don't tell you what's going on. So she's probably in on the Batman slush fund thing. Mm -hmm. So she's a co-conspirator. Um, meanwhile, back at the Batcave, Batman is trying to figure out what the bones are, figure out what the whip is, figure out what the book is. Um, he's talking with uh, Dick Grayson, who's still in the uh, the Gotham City PD's like special Bat Task Force that they started in the first series. And it's actually really interesting that there's conversations like Batman has actually shown growth since the last series, and that he's because we talked Dick's like. Nightwing is saying, what's been going on? It's like, Napier was right. There are too many unintended consequences of Batman. So what are the unintended consequences? Suddenly telling them the truth about what you're doing? Not just for you, but for the entire Wayne legacy? I mean, you could cover everything your family ever worked for. And that's what Gordon said. Well, he's right! <laughs> and he actually starts going into it. And he's like, they start getting arguing. like, are you just saying these things just because you don't want to be part of it because Napier started it? Napier's not the Joker. There's different people. It's like, and... Batman kind of explodes while Bruce Wayne says, all right, you want me to say it? Fine, I'll say it. Napier did a lot of good. He found a lot of corruption that the Batman never could. It ushered in a new era for Gottman, but he took me down to do it. I'm not mad at Napier. I'm mad at myself. I had no excuse for getting it that wrong. It's like, well, what do you mean? Look around. I had an infinite amount of wealth and resources. I spent decades giving them... I spent decades using to pursue a single goal to make Gotham a better place. It was my only job, and I failed. The only reason I finally saw my mistakes is because my greatest enemy rubbed my face in it. And that's why I can't join the GTO. That's the Gotham Task Force. Because I don't have much time as Batman left. So he's actually, at this point, going to give up being Batman. Which is really interesting. Um, Mark is saying that oh, Lunatic Inverse Solar System Moon. Ah, that's an old conversation. <laughs> I didn't know that. I never got that far. Anyway, but this leads you to when there's a new character, a big old dude with white hair and a beard, or maybe it's super blonde. But he's like, I'm so sorry. We should have better news. And it looks like he might have cancer. Say they put him on chemo or whatever. He's at the doctor's office. And. uh... Where's what's her? So he starts freaking out in the hospital and he starts like trying to get out of there, but he's not dressed. He's not in his robe. He starts like punching people in the way. It's like, they're like, Jean Paul, are you okay? What are you doing? He's hallucinating. Help him. And he's in a church now and he's, there's flames all around him. He's freaking out. He's wearing dog tags that say Jean Paul Rumey, Azrael. If you'll recall in the original Batman comics, Azrael became. Batman after Batman got his back broken by a Bane. Mm -hmm. He was a much more vicious Batman. <laughs> um, 
so they're actually introducing Asriel in this book. Um, they end up going into like the history of the Waynes, that the whip was actually made out of bat leather. Which sounds kind of cool until you think, how many bats would it take to make a bat leather whip? Wow. That's a lot of dead bats. That is a lot of bats. So you got to be dedicated to that. But uh, Jean-Paul is, or Jean-Pierre, is working at a church. He's always talking about how he has to make up for his, for his sins and he hasn't had a good life. And the priest's like, you're, you're a good person. What you in the past doesn't matter. You've made up for that. You've atoned. It's like, I never feel like I have. And, but it ends with him like sweeping up in the church after hours when appearing before him on the altar with the moonlight coming through the stained glass windows behind him is the Joker holding a sword. And he says, you're a king, the rightful heir to Gotham. The wars, the sickness, the ghosts in your nightmares. God hasn't been torturing you. He's been preparing you. They murdered your ancestor and seized your land for seven generations. They sat on your throne. Are, 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 are you an angel? Yes, says the Joker. And it revealed your holy destiny as he throws a sword to him, which in John Farr's hallucinations lights on fire. Because it can't be real. He's crazy. He loses about flames. But the truth behind your name, the valley, the valley needs you, Azrael. He needs you to take the flame. The, uh, he needs you to take the flame. You may bring the light to correct the what is the darkness fallen through your kingdom by slaying the demon, the man whose family has cursed Gotham, Bruce Wayne. And then his last solution is him holding aloft the sword. In Azrael's costume. It's not the sword of the Wayne family. It's the sword of the Arkham family. I guess. Or. But Lafferty Arkham was the guy. Who he's fighting in the beginning. That's what calls him Laffy. His name's Lafferty. And I guess in this version. Azrael's related to him somehow. So they're hinting at. So. It's crazy. Times. And it's. Really interesting. Sean Murphy's take on the Azrael character, who always was a that darker reflection of the Batman, who also was a lot more self-righteous, uh, kind of a religious tint to it, both in Azrael being the name of a angel and a demon, well, devil. So it's very interesting what's going on here. A lot of religious motif, um, a lot of working off would have been laid down the first book. It's a pretty, as a first issue goes, it's really stupid dense. And if you haven't read the first series, you might be a little lost, but just in the like, oh, I get that. Oh, I get that. It's still an interesting story. And it leaves you kind of like, what the, if you don't know who Azrael is at all, it just seems like some crazy guys in this crazy arm with a big flaming sword. And, and uh, I can't, and he's nuts. So is Joker, but Joker seems to be using him to kill Batman, apparently. But if you know all the history, it's like, oh, crap. Batman's kind of effed at this point, isn't he? So really interesting. I like where this is going. The art retains Sean Murphy's dark style to it, where it almost seems like the art itself shifts between the characters as their attitudes change. Like in the scenes where Batman's with Gordon and with talking with the warden and everything, everything's drawn pretty cleanly. In the scenes where he's talking with uh, Dick Grayson, the art's a little rougher. 
as Batman's losing it a little bit. Uh, the Joker stuff, it's all pretty helter-skelter around the edges. The center is always really tight, and the edges are always kind of helter-skelter. I think that's on purpose, because that's how the Joker is. And it just brings that craziness aura around him. And meanwhile, every time he's drawing Azrael, it almost seems that every time he's drawing Azrael himself, it's like an angelic figure in the middle of flames and chaos and horror. So really, really neat takes on the art and how it's used to help convey the story. I really like this issue. I didn't super love it, but it really makes me want to read the next one. I really want to know where he's going with this. Uh, I'm not going to say Sean Murphy can do no wrong, but this is really, really stinking good. It's short of perfect. I, I'm stuck between four and four and a half. I'll give it four. I want a little bit more to grab me. But well, if if it uh, if it didn't rely so heavily on the the first White Knight series, so people had to read that to understand everything here, that'd probably be four and a half. Maybe uh, depending how it was worded. Uh, there just could have been a little more action in this book. There was like almost no action in the whole book. It's a lot of setting stuff up. Uh. The only action is when John Pierre start, is like punching an orderly, in the, well, crushing his head against the wall. Um, but the it's an interesting book. It's fun. I want to know where it's going. Uh, Joker's being nuts, but it's like he's not just like wacky crazy. He has a plan, and he's bound and determined to destroy Bruce Wayne. But why? And what does the Joker have to do with uh, Lafferty? Because they oh the bones they find in the cave are Lafferty's bones. What does it have to do with anything? It's All that's going to be linked up, and I really want to see where it goes. So I'm really for the next issue of this. And unlike Doomsday Clock, it'll come out regularly, so that's good. So <laughs> four stars for Batman Curse of White Knight number one. Highly recommended. Pick it up if you can. So thank you, everyone. Uh, what do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on Batman Curse of the White Knight? Do you think it's so far as good as issue one of White Knight? I don't think it's as good as issue one of White Knight. I think it's really good and interesting, but it doesn't have that explosive in-your-face. Um, it's totally extreme! Uh, but that explosive energy that the first uh, curse, uh, first White Knight book had. But it's still, I'm very interested. If you have any suggestions for future reviews, please let me know. Thank you very much. Garthos Comic Poll presents House of X number one, Director's Cut. Why does it say Director's Cut? Uh, it's the only it's the only comic that he could find. It's the only name he could find. Our, our producer, that it's always Director's Cut. He couldn't find House of X number one. Weird. Online, unless it was Director's Cut. I don't know. You know what? I've heard that too, and I don't know why. There's is there going to be a special? Was there another version of this released anywhere? Terrible name convention. Oh, joy, we crashed against this Raven Slayer. Oh, sorry, Raven Slayer. So, all right, let's talk about this. House of X, number one, is written by Jonathan Hickman. Art by Pepe Arraz, who I love. Uh, color, sorry, Marte Gracia, who I also love. Uh, I don't know them personally, but I mean I love their work. Uh, covered by Pepe Arraz and Marte Gracia. Uh, really strong art in this book. Just fantastic. Jonathan Hickman has an interesting, a storied career of writing books. He's written some really good Fantastic Four books. He had a very interesting Avengers run as well. This book is something. It starts off with, I guess, Professor X with a big X helmet. 
and like maybe? these people pop out of pods and he's and one of them looks like he has eye beams maybe and he kind of whispers to me my x-men and then five months ago it's like it says krakoa and looks like colossus picking a flower four months ago westchester looks like storm is planting a flower three months ago in the blue area of the moon that's where the uh Inhumans. Inhumans. I was going to say Eternals, but that's wrong. Uh, where the Inhumans live, because that's the area of the moon with oxygen, in case you didn't know. And then they're planting a flower. Two months ago on Mars, uh, looks like Armor is planting a flower. Okay. These flowers grow into these big plant-looking houses. Um, and eventually... Uh, like one, uh, the biggest one is in Jerusalem. It's in the side of a building, and these ambassadors from all these different countries have been invited to come to Jerusalem to this what they're calling the mutant, uh, the mutant embassy, the Krakoa embassy. The mutants have formed their new nation. I know this has never happened again. Um, Genosha. What? <laughs> but they formed a new nation under Professor X on the mutant island of Krakoa. And they've planted these flowers around, and these flowers basically open gates to Krakoa. So when you go through this, you are on Krakoa. Okay. Um, two-way? Or... Oh, yeah, it's two-way. Okay, good. Right. Uh, but these ambassadors, there's one from China, one from America, different countries, and they kind of have a little discussion before going in about what their plans are, right? I think one's Russian. Uh, they're greeted at the door by two of the cuckoos. Um, and they say, we're sorry for not pleased. Welcome into the Krakoan habitat. And they go when it's all alien, and there's like a mixture of like plants and technology and all getting along harmoniously. And then they are then greeted by Magneto. And he's like, where are we going to meet Professor Genevieve? It's like, like, Charles won't be joining us. I'm your other, He's otherwise engaged. I admit I'm a poor substitute, but I'll hopefully manage. And they're like, Magneto. It's like, please, just ambassador is fine. Allow me to give you the tour. And Magneto tries to give him the tour of the place Krakoa goes. Uh, you see, like, Marvel Girl escorting some mu mutants into there. He starts getting seen to, like, the crazy, weird stuff, Krakoa, that's all magical. It's very reminiscent of Hickman's Avengers run, where they were in the Savage Lands, and he was, everything was growing, and all that weird stuff that was going on. Um, very otherworldly things. You see Wolverine playing with kids. Uh, Professor X has his weird X helmet and his weird kind of, I don't know, floaty walking, I guess. Yeah. Is, you know, it's like, welcome home, Jean. As Jean Grey comes in, well, Marvel Girl. She looks like Marvel Girl. Wearing yeah. the old-fashioned Marvel Girl gear. Uh, it's like, it's like, and to which she replies, you're safe here. We all are. And everyone's all happy, and everything's wonderful and in bliss. Meanwhile, the humans have set up a hidden giant space station by the sun. Why? Which they're starting to reactivate. Because the mutants have just come out, started their own island, and basically told the world, hey, we've developed these new drugs. We got a drug that will extend human life by five years. We got a drug that cures every illness humans have. Uh, what's the third one do? Let me find it real quick. Basically, they have all, they from the flowers for Krakoa, they've been able to develop 
uh, these miracle drugs. Well, five years, I wouldn't call that a miracle. I, well, I adding that... five years is something, but one of them uh, is, is a super drug, cures all illnesses. So that was uh, good. add that, that was with good. the five years. And another one that cures all diseases of the mind. Ooh. All mental illness, all that stuff gone. So and they're like, hey, tell you what, uh, you recognize this as a nation, you give us what we want, and we'll give you these drugs. And, you know, the ambassador's there to kind of negotiate. And he's like, you don't understand. This is a negotiation. You will give us this, and we will give you that. He's like, or? He's like, or, or you don't get the drugs, and we're here anyway. You want these. Uh, meanwhile, these people are who are setting up the space station near the sun are doing so simply because, yeah, these guys have come out saying they're the next stage of evolution, calling us Cro-Magnons, and saying they're here to replace us. Uh, yeah, so we need to take them seriously. Because we all know what happened when the, uh, the what happened to the Neanderthals when the Cro-Magnons showed up. Yeah, that's the situation we're in. It's not good for us. And they're talking about talking about it like in the past how like during House of X and all the mutants went away and they came back and it's all this just crazy stuff going on. Now there's more mutants than ever. And so they are rebooting the space station and. They're trying to get the habitats online and everything. And there's a really interesting scene where they say, because they, they sent all, they say they sent all the automated workers to go to the asteroids, start mining more resources because they didn't think they needed up this soon. So they start mining. So like, well, what if you need more workers? Like, oh, well, if you need more workers, don't worry. She'll just make more. And they look to the center of the big ring space station. In the center of the ring is the head of Master Mold. Who, you know, makes Sentinels. Right. I thought that was pretty clever. Because why can't Master Mold make a giant space station? Why not? Body's a body, right? Yeah. And so you get that going. I see where the humans like trying to start reacting to, oh, hell. You know, we're kind of screwed here. Uh, the next scene is Mystique, Sabretooth, and Toad hacking into uh, the secret files of damage control. Damage control are basically people like fix everything when the superheroes break it. And for years they were trying to get a hold of Richards and Stark Technologies to help fix things better and also all their information because they want to know that stuff. Richards and Stark were always really good at stopping them from doing it. And then for a while both Richards and Stark were gone at the same time. During that time damage control acquired all those assets. These mutants want to know about these assets too so they break in, they download the data, and as they're about to get out, the Fantastic Four shows up. First thing they do is light Sabretooth on fire. Uh, Johnny Storm, things show up. Uh, Sabretooth's like, you two run through the portal back to Krakoa, I'll stop them. And things like, yeah, that's going to work this time. And just like cracks him into next week, basically. Just, he goes, hits a building, like, oh crap, we got to run. Uh, they're all about to get away through one of those Krakoa portals, through a temporary one. Uh, and right before Sabretooth is able to get through, he gets hit, and then he hits an invisible wall. So they reckon Spider-Man, but leave the task for a space station. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much Raven's Lair. Uh, Marhawk says, Mysteriously, the best archaeological evidence suggesting Anathols and Grobanch were simply subspecies interbred to make modern humans. That's true. But that meant the Anathols had to go bye-bye. They didn't want to go bye-bye. They probably didn't want to go bye-bye. Um... So the Fantastic Four stop Sabretooth from leaving. 
And they're like, well, you just committed a whole bunch of crimes, and you're trying to escape over international borders. Not cool. So, uh, hope you enjoy prison. And then Cyclops walks out through the gate. He's like, oh, hey, hey, how you, uh, ah, oh, wonderful, the Richards family, how you doing? Starts shaking everyone's hand, like, hey, good to see you guys. Hey, man, heard you're buried now, Mazel tov. Oh, thanks, Slim. Like, so, uh, how are the kids, everything doing well? Yeah, kids are fine, everyone's like, oh, kids are fine. It's like, oh, so, hey, uh, yeah, um, yeah, life's full of surprises, so. Mr. Fantastic, like, so, yeah, uh, Shall I take care of uh, Mr. Creedog? Shall I take him off your hands? It's like, yeah, why would we do something like that? Uh, you're a smart man, Dr. Richards. I know you. and You know what amnesty means. He says, I do. I also know it doesn't cover breaking and entering and crimes that Sabretooth has committed. Not just the number of warrants already out for his arrest for previous crimes. So, uh, are you really, really offering him amnesty from all of that? To which Cyclops says, it's upsetting, I know, but I'm, I'm afraid we are. New beginnings demand a, demand a wide berth. Well, then I guess I have a problem with that. And it's just a standoff. The five of them kind of looking at each other. Well, I guess six, because Sabretooth is stuck in, a, in a, an invisible box. Kind of miming, you know. <laughs> to which Cyclops says, well, all right, fair enough. I see if you're really strongly about this. Why don't you keep him? Uh, we'll deal with it some other way, some other day. And Crusader's like, hey, what? What? Are you leaving the summer, you bastard? <laughs> it's like Cyclops, says Mrs. Girl. The other things Xavier is doing. What are all of you thinking? It's like, my family spent the entire lives being hunted and hated. The world has told me what I was less when I knew that I was more. Do you honestly think that we we're going to sit around and just take it forever? Well, of course not, but... Look, it's really simple, Susan. I believe in what Charles is doing. Please, greet your son for me. And tell him whenever he's ready, his other family's ready for him to join us. Because Franklin Richards is a mutant. Yeah. <laughs> he is the most powerful mutant, technically, since he has reality-altering powers. Um, so that's actually a really tense scene, which then goes back to the ambassadors and what they're doing there and Magneto says to one of the cuckoos so what are they really here for it's like well the Chinese ambassador wants to make a deal for the drugs right away because he sees the benefits it has from him. he's like absolutely and they're like the American ambassador has no interest whatsoever he's just trying to gauge our capabilities and he's not even an ambassador he's actually he's actually a secret agent who's sure trying to assassinate you and the guy with him actually isn't here an ambassador at all he's actually here to watch the other guy Oh, and by the way, he is armed. <laughs> this man, he goes, thank you, and pulls his gun apart. Which, Magneto should have been able to sense that he was carrying a metal weapon on him. Yeah, that, that's kind instantly. of Instantly. But yeah. maybe he was just, you know, waiting for the until then, for, you know, dramatic intent. Yeah, fair. Might have been building the drama. He was never in any danger. He's Magneto. So you might as well build the drama. You might as well let them think they have a chance. But, uh... David Holler. Legion is mega powerful. Legion is mega powerful. I'm not saying he's not. He's the most powerful mentalist. He is crazy. Um, but when he takes part of the party, he says, 
He says, look, you have no need of that. It's like, well, I wasn't going to use it. It's for my protection. Well, of course. That's how it always starts. They, as you say, should I show him out? Like, no, no. Some would be offended as a wolf presenting as a sheep. But I have learned hard lessons from your kind, so I know the truth. You're all wolves. And it's good that you're here, all of you, so you could as you really are. So you can run home and tell your masters what you've learned. I want you to tell them. Charles Xavier's made you an offer, one full of grace and brotherly love, but one that's also written in stone. This is not a negotiation. Things will be different now. And as soon as you realize the finality of your situation and your inevitable and the inevitability of ours, the sooner you will learn to be grateful for the things we are so generously giving you. To which the, one of the ambassadors says, you know what you sound like? I do. And it feels good to finally say it. The American ambassador, so you summoned us here to New Jerusalem. For what, just to threaten us? A promise is not a threat, ambassador. And I summoned you this place for a wholly superficial reason. You see, I know how you humans love your symbolism, also as you love your religion. And I wanted you, I needed you to understand, you have new gods. Ooh. And that's where it ends. Um, so, this book is freaking dark. Yeah. It is basic, alright, I have a lot of issues with the book. Because basically they are introducing themselves as, we are the super race, we are the master race. You all are inferior to us. You all will bow down. And it looks like the X-Men are like, sweet, we're totally on board with this now. Screw living equality. Which makes me think, due to the opening scene where you see like the X-Men emerging as pod people, and Charles Xavier walking around with his weird Euro suit with his big X face, that that cannot be Charles Xavier. It can't be. You think maybe the island is growing these people as replacement copies? Yes. Yes, okay. I do. Because there's no way Charles Xavier... I, I kind of like a lot of the ideas behind it, like Krakoa being used as a base, and it's a mutant, and he uses its powers, these things. I kind of like that. Um, there was that great interaction with the Cyclops and Fantastic Four, and that standoff. But I think overall it's a plot. When you basically have one place saying, you are all subhuman. We are the real humans now. We're above you. That is you know, pure racism. And the X-Men always worked as a symbol of racism, you know, being against them. Now they're blatantly, you know, they might as well be wearing, you know, X's on their sleeves on red bands and marching poorly through the streets. Um, but yeah, they, as Marhawk says, they've got to be, the X-Men at least have got to be clones. Xavier's got to be either like an evil version of himself or the evil version of Reed Richards, uh, who's super intelligent and likes to wear big helmets like that. Um... Something crazy is going on here. This cannot be Professor X. It cannot be, and if it is Professor the X Men, this is a total misunderstanding of their characters. Uh, that this reimagining is disturbing, to be the least. If you're on board, like yeah, you should have done that a while ago, then you got problems. Um, it's an interesting read. My issues are like issues with why is this happening? That can't be this character. But like when you see the pod people, you're like, but it probably isn't. So there's uh, got to be deeper things at play. This is a House of X, Powers of X, are six-issue miniseries. They're supposed to introduce, like, the new normal for the X-Men. Um, so far, not a great start. So far, not great. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, but it's like one of those, oh, you cannot be serious. 
did I miss the what if on the cover? Did I, I I know it's like this is yeah. like the darkest version of what the X Men could do, um. But at least they didn't kill off a bunch of X Men just you know for shock value, mm. you know, give them that. There wasn't a war where all the X Men got put into camps and that's never explained and all the other heroes were on board with it apparently. None of that stupid crap happened. Everything that's happened in this book with the setup they've given it is logical and people's reactions to it are logical. Like the ambassador sent, like, what the hell's going on? This is all kind of out of the blue. This just last few months, this all has happened. Uh, when they're against the Fantastic Four, they're like, you can't be serious. We're old friends. Why are you doing this? You know, even they, the Fantastic Four is confused by Cyclops' reactions. Right? So, really interesting what's going on. It also could just be that, you know, Professor X, being the most powerful telepath on the planet, might have turned evil or something and he's just mind controlling everyone who knows um other things this book does is they finally define what omega level mutant means because that's never been defined mm-hmm. it's just always been the same book he's an omega level mutant goes, oh my god ah! um basically an omega level mutant is the most powerful mutant of that power type so they actually give a list of all the omega levels in the book too which is neat in the stuff, uh, like Forge is Omega level. How would they call it? Uh, machine empathy, essentially. Like those machines in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, here, here, here it is. Ha ha ha. Uh, Jamie Braddock is uh, Reality Manipulation Quantum. Uh, Franklin Richards is Reality Manipulation Universal. Uh, Robert Drake, Iceman, Temperature Manipulation Negative. Joshua Foley is Elixir, Biokinesis. Basically, uh, for list uh, Jean Grey. Why does it list Charles Xavier? Interesting. Uh, Magneto is, of course, listed under Magnetism. But it actually lists all the Omega levels, which I thought was cool. You know, there's a lot of thought that's gone into this book. It wasn't just thrown together. So, an interesting read. Very interesting read. I'm conflicted on it, though. Yeah, it's it's not given the X Men brand. It well, it isn't. It isn't. That's the thing. It's given the X Men brand in reverse. <laughs> you know, but it seems like that's got to be a setup for something else. Because you know, it, it can't be Professor Xavier doing this kind of crap. It can't. At least not the normal good version of him. Because what he's doing is straight up, you know, evil racism. Straight up. He's actually able to back it up, though. That's the problem. Uh, it's not one of those, I'm better than you because of X. It's be- I'm better than you because I can lift cars with my brain. And I've made super drugs to cure all of your illnesses. Let's see you do that. And they're like, well... So... Um, so, interesting book. I enjoyed it. But it disturbed me the more I thought of it. I walked away from this book. After my needle said... You know, you have new gods, like, okay, you've just gone too far. Well, that sounds like something Magneto would say if, if he had enough power and, and he thought yeah. it could work. Yeah, but, oof, 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 oof. Like I said, but, like I said, it's supposed to be thought-provoking. So it's doing what it set out to do. Uh, Pepe de Raz's art is super freaking strong, this whole book. Uh, the way the characters look, the way their face expressions go. You could just read, like in the, the tension of the moment between Cyclops and Fantastic Four, you could read the tension just by their body postures. 
it's fantastic. Um, Brandon says it sounds like Marvel's Tom King. No, it does not. You take that back. You take that back, Ravenslayer. Because none of them spent any time complaining, asking if their parents loved them or standing on gargoyles in the rain. They all had dynamic actions and purpose, unlike Batman under Tom King. Um, he's not trying to psychologically break down all the characters, which Tom King loves doing, because he's an ex-CIA D-bag. Um, I'll, I'll give it four and a half. Wow. Just because of, it makes me think, and that's what it's supposed to do. It, the art is super great, and it really... I'm curious, like, where the hell does this go? It might go to absolute crap. I can see it going to crap real fast. Yeah, there are lots of ways it could fail, only a couple ways it could succeed. Yes. I. The most, the thing I can see most likely happening is it just kind of, like, Ouroboros itself and eats its own tail and goes nowhere, right? That's what I see kind of happening. But if it doesn't, then it could really be something. Because these are some high ideas he's kind of messing with. Especially, and... Like, what's with Jean Grey being Marvel Girl? You know? Yeah, all this weird stuff's going on. So, yeah, I guess it's four and a half. It's really interesting. I can't say I absolutely love the book. It's the most fantastic ever, but it's so good, and that's making me consider the ideas behind it. So, I am Phoenix Fly. So, yeah, four and a half. I stand by that. Interesting book. Definitely take a look into it. So, as always, remember, what do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on House of X? Do you think I'm off base? Do you think that it's not thought-provoking? Do you think, hell yeah, about time those you know Cubans got what was coming from them? Uh, do you think it's about time Xavier took off the kid gloves? Why does he just mind control the whole world and make him love the mutants? You know, that could solve a lot of problems. If you're willing to murder them all, why not just mind control them all? I'm just saying. So... If any of you suggest your future reviews, let me know. Uh, what do you think of this run of House of X? I'm really curious. want to see what you ever think. So uh, thank you very much. Don't more Garthon. Look up Garthon. Like, share, subscribe to Garthon. You can join the Legion Myth for full streams of anime, comic, and game reviews. Members only chat and giveaways. Both the Q&As to the Legion Myth and YouTube merch with Counter-Strike Patreon giveaway goals. We have many giveaways, and they are good. So... If you want more Garthon, check out my comic poll segments, my playthrough of Yakuza Kiwami happening Sundays, and coming soon, role-playing recycling. It will happen. I'm working on it. It'll, it will happen. Thank you, everyone. Wait, 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 wait. I gotta fix something. I gotta fix something. Okay. Now do it. RNG, the random number generator, where the Legion of Myth weekly livestream hosts discuss anything and everything nerd. RNG airs live every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time on twitch.tv slash legionofmyth. Come and join us in discussions of all things nerd, and if you have a topic you'd like us to cover, let us know. Now, let's see what the dice roll for the RNG this week. Alright, it's time for the RNG, and as always, we ask you to subscribe on the YouTube. Subscribe to get your most current videos from the Legion of Myth. Comic reviews, anime reviews, many other things. Please submit, subscribe. And this week, He the Dog wants to talk to you about Another Life. Yes, a Netflix series that uh, just dropped this week, I believe. 
And uh, I watched the whole thing. It stars uh, Katie Sackhoff. You know her from Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Uh, the new Starbucks. And, uh, okay, let me try and break it down. I'm not going to spoil the whole thing for you. I'm going to break it down, give you the bare concepts, tell you what I thought of it as a whole, and maybe you'll want to watch it yourself. Now, our very next picture is the the event that kicks off this series. It, this isn't, an, yeah, this is an alien spacecraft that arrives on Earth. All right, now, as you can see, it is a weird Mobius strip type looking thing, and uh, it actually moves in on itself like it's fourth dimensional. That's kind of cool. Kind of. And what it does is it uh, it lands in Central Park, I believe, buries itself partway into the ground, and then erupts in the next picture, this giant crystalline thing that is beaming a transmission somewhere. Well, at least it's not covering the whole planet and killing everyone. No, no. It... As far as alien, you know, aggression goes, this is very benign. You know, this is like whatever. This is like, hey, have a, have a garden gnome. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but people are trying to figure it out. You know, like what the hell's going on? What? It's it's actually an intergalactic cell tower. That is what they believe, and they finally <laughs> they fi now this this is in the future. This is like in the late two thousands, maybe early twenty one hundreds. This is this is in the future. They have. FTL, they have uh, gravity, uh, artificial gravity, stuff like that. They have, they're super high-tech compared to us. Not like TNG levels of high-tech, but maybe a little bit before Enterprise levels. All right. Okay. But uh, they figure out where the transmission is being beamed to. So, in our next, next slide, we see the human spacecraft that's going to get there. All right. This is this is the, the uh, Salvera. Not exactly inspiring confidence, i got to say. Well, that's true. It's true. Now, what it, I want you to think of it like uh, in the uh, Star Wars prequels, you know, the, the A-Wing fighter had a hyperdrive sled that it would detach in orbit. And yeah, it's cool. Yeah, th that's what the rings are. They're the hyperdrive sled, the FTL sled. And the, the ship is in the middle, and it comes out of it when it wants to land or do whatever. Fair enough. All right. Now, their mission is to go to the source of the transmission, open up dialogue with the aliens, basically starting with, hey – you left your crap on our lawn <laughs> and what's it for? What do you want? Because we've been trying to communicate with you through the cell tower thing, the lawn ornament, and we've gotten nowhere. Right? Yep. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Now, the problem I have with it, if you go to the next slide, th this is a, this is a, some of the crew on board the, the uh, cell bear. <laughs> All now, right. Uh, uh, they are not in uniform. Most of them are military or government, but the, apparently in the show they got rid of uniforms on spaceships 10 years ago. Whatever. Uh, that, that was just a reason why they have their own clothing. That doesn't okay, make whatever. any sense. Now, the problem I have with it is that this is like Stargate Universe level of teamwork. Which, right. if you've watched Stargate Universe, you know that in the it, beginning they were all fighting each other. Yeah. There was mutinies everywhere. Everyone was beating each other up, and it was all crappy. The... They didn't have anything, and it hurt me because of all of the previous Stargate iterations. They were a cohesive unit, and it hurt right. me a lot. This reminds me of that. In the very first couple episodes, they they uh, try to meet me against Katie Sackhoff's character and uh, take away her command because she's playing it too safe. And all the, the hip young teenagers with attitude want to play it unsafe? Actually, who's not pictured here... Because I couldn't, I couldn't find a full crew picture. 
uh-huh. who's not pictured here, is uh, the the guy who plays Superman in the in the uh, uh, CW okay, DC universe. Yeah, yeah. The guy who plays Superman is the second in command. He was supposed to be captain of the ship, but the last minute they replaced him with her. Ah. So apparently bitter. he's got he's got beef. He's a little bitter, and he just took any opportunity to take command from her. It keeps going like Tom that. Tom Welling but, says Ruru Tooth. That's right. No, no, no. no Tom Welling nope. was Superman Tom Welling, on. Uh, Tom Welling is from Smallville. Smallville. No, but he's going to be on a, a new event coming up. Okay, he's going to be. No, I'm I'm talking about on Supergirl and Arrow and Flash. Yeah. The Superman from there, from from the from the current TV series, is series is, yes. Uh, so I didn't like that. Uh, Tyler Hexlin. I got nothing. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. I got nothing. But so that is the general gist of it. That that is the general gist of what's going on. Now the the whole series is is a combination of sometimes it's on Earth with uh, Katie Sackhoff's character's husband in in charge of the of the uh, scientific research team uh, having breakthrough after breakthrough figuring out what the lawn ornament does. Oh, thanks and for then, the follow, Oh, thanks. And then uh, and then Katie Sackhoff's team going to the alien planet, all the trobs and tribulations that happen with that. And yeah, traveling to an unknown star system. Wait, so they actually make it? They 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 make it at the end of the season. Oh, okay. Yes. And they figure out what the aliens are all about, you know, their motivations, why they left the lawn ornament. They were just transmitting instructions for their book, How to Serve Man. There you go. That's it. <laughs> that's it. I'm certain that's not it, but... Uh, no, <laughs> we said the folk. same thing at the same time. They don't eat folk. To serve man. <laughs> But okay, so, and as a story goes, it was good. It was good. It was it was exciting enough. It pushed me going. Go to the next slide. It, it, it pushed me uh, to watch another one, then to watch another one, then watch another one. Oh. Toward the end, I had a problem with the Earth-based story. It seemed a little. Oh, I kind of really saw that coming. That's not. The writing got a little weak on that point. Got a little predictable. But uh, the the, uh, the the space part of the story at the end of the season was very exciting, and it really gave you hope that 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 uh, you know things were going to be okay, and then snatches that hope right away. Oh dang! <laughs> which was which was well, it's, it's well, kind of what you want from a series. Yeah, like this, really. it's a it's a cliffhanger. You know, it's the last of the season, so they they, they want to make the drama, but they did it really well. That so I'm, really I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. So. I recommend watching it, but like I say always, give it give it three episodes. Yeah, I'm not. That's with anime, but with really with TV shows too. Now that you can binge watch an entire season, that's true. Give it three episodes. If you if it's if it's okay, keep going. If you don't, if it's not your thing, move along. Now Fair for enough. me, I almost bounced because of the because of the, the, the lack of teamwork in the hand picked unit of elite humans going yeah, to a diplomatic mission. Yeah, you think they'd be mission. pretty good at working you, together? Yeah, yeah. You really think they would be a cohesive unit? But nah, they went the other way with it, which really upset me because I I would make sure that everyone in this mission is going to get along swimmingly. Right, they'd be psych profiled to get along. Exactly, they they would be each other's dream lover or something. I don't know something. <laughs> they, they, it would it would it would be a perfect perfect group. But instead, we got the crew of the SS Minnow here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> these guys do not get along at all. That would make this show so good. It would, wouldn't it? Lover, have you seen Cypher Space Drive? Uh, 
<laughs> so the Earth Angel had giant Katie Stackoff head. Yes. It kind of floats around and gazes upon us. Yes. Be- better than the space, baby. That's true. That's creepy. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I do recommend watching it. It's not, it's not great, but it is good. Uh, love her. Gaze of Wolf Trap. Oh, dear. Katie uh. Sackhoff is a celestial. Celestials are bad. You don't want that. Celestials are kind of neutral. No, they're they're bad from our perspective. Well, they always show up and always like say we failed. Like never, the celestials never showed up and gone. No, you're all right and left. Or I was like, meh. Exactly. It's like why yeah, even come by? Yeah, I mean they're they're always wanting to destroy our planet. <laughs> I don't. You know what? From our perspective, they're bad. I yeah yeah pretty much. All right, so final review is good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I had to give it a rating. Oh. It'd be three, maybe three and a half stars. Oh. Yeah. Oh. If I flash three and a half, like like in between, like flash. There you go. Yeah, it, there you go. All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Heathen Dog. You're welcome. So, thank you for watching the RNG. Hope you appreciate it, or hope you enjoyed it. You don't need to appreciate it, but we hope you enjoyed it. So, yeah. what do you think of this? Uh, what are your thoughts on Another Life? Did it grab you like it pulled in Heathen Dog? Because it sounds like at first you didn't want to be there, but then it kept pulling you in. Um, what do you think that if you were going to plan a trip for space, you would have added Steve Buscemi onto your team, and they made that mistake and did not? So, uh, <laughs> if you have any suggestions for future RNG topics, any random things you want to talk about, anything in the Nerdosphere, crazy TV shows, toy reviews you want to talk about, let us know uh, anything that we need to know about. Thank you very much. And as always, if you want to see other RNG or other things Blazemith has done, like, subscribe, share on YouTube. You can join YouTube to get full streams of our anime, comic, and game reviews. Members only chat and giveaways, monthly Q&As, Blazemith, and accounts towards our Patreon giveaway goals. We have giveaways every month, all the time. So, we also have more randomness here. Check it out on our anime, comic, game, nerd topics, news, opinions, commentaries. If you have suggestions for random topics, please let us know. Thank you very much, everyone. I don't know if Selma Blair's been back. Was Selma Blair she is. that? She is. She is the uh, uh, she is the unlikable uh, media elite. Uh, she has a she has a podcast that apparently is the uh, highest rated news source on the planet. So why wouldn't you put her on the spaceship? You have a podcast. Get on the ship. Well, no, she makes a crap ton of money. No, I'm I'm kidding. This is yeah, you yeah. say she'll just watch media personality. Yeah, she Still. is, the, and, and this is the super future where where the most watched media personality is basically the media. Yeah, you know, yeah. Right, fair enough. All right, everyone, it's time for us to say goodbye to all the folks and kin. We would like to thank you all for kindly dropping in. Please come back next week to this locality to have a heap and help of our hospitality. So, talk about our August giveaway. Like we said before, uh, you guys, hey guys, getting podcast hosts on the ship gives you something to aspire to. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Garthon in space. Space. Someone needs to talk to the aliens about random things. Like, no! We just want to say that we enjoyed Tom King's Batman. You aliens are wrong! You're going to die for that! <laughs> Nuke them! <laughs> so, Alex, you spoke to the aliens. What did they say? There's no saving them. They're enemies of all who live. <laughs> Does Gartha like Empyrean? Like Gartha doesn't. Oh, know how to lay down the law. That's right. That's right. Minigun is the only way to talk to aliens. What's the alien say? I don't know. Does he no, speak? No, the alien said, we won't dragon pilot. We thought you humans would like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I hope you speak minigun. 
Um, <laughs> ah, alright. Uh, it's my new tagline. I hope to speak many times. It's the same for everything else. Alright, everyone, thank you very much. Don't forget our Legion Myth August follower subscriber giveaway is the 10th of August, which is going to be at noon Central, 1 Eastern. Be there with me and Max Leo. He the dog will be cruising on the Jersey Shore. You heard of the situation. He is the business. You don't mess with the business. Just saying. I'll be coming back with frosty tips and uh, a Roy problem. That's it's happening. It's happening. Yes, but he'll look fantastic. Yep. But don't forget, many subscribers, many things will be given away that day. Don't forget, our, also, our Tale to RPG giveaway is the 10th of August. This and copies of Hero Kids, Coriolis, Mutant Your Zero, Mutant Jedi, Mutant Mechatron, all coming for you, and also PDFs of these games. And thank you so much to people who made it possible to give those away. We truly do appreciate it. 10th of August, 2019. Noon Central, 1 Eastern. Gen Con 2020. Ticket registration happens in January. It's coming very quickly. It is coming upon you, riding down upon you like the hooves of destiny, my friends. So be there with your spear set when the charge happens. Gen Con 2020. Streaming schedule. Elgarian slaves away at a desktop every day so you can enjoy the Shroud of the Avatar, my friend. Do not waste this opportunity to become one with the Shroud of the Avatar and Elgarian. 9 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Left 4 Dead, 6.30, Mondays, Heat the Dog. Watch it. Imperian, Thursdays, 8.30, Garthon, Heat the Dog. Sunday, 9 p.m., Yankees and Kiwami, Garthon. Join us on Discord. Watch us on YouTube. Go to YouTube, look for Legion Myth, at Legion Myth at Twitter. Watch us live on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. Get our gear, impress your friends, intimidate your enemies. Find love in your Legion Myth gear at shop.dungeonspreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Oh. Thank you, everyone. We really appreciate all of our patrons, all our Twitch supporters, all of our YouTube supporters. Thank you so much for making this happen. We really do appreciate it. Thank you all of you for the fans. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great Darnell and Novel.